Hello and welcome to the Chris and Bud Show. My name is Chris Scarborough, and with me is my co-host, my friend, and my brother in pod, Mr. Bud Bohannon. Together we'll be taking you on a nostalgic ride discussing a wide array of topics from our childhood through today, hoping to share a bunch of laughs along the way. Today it's gonna be a fun day. We're gonna talk about cartoons. Yeah, we're gonna do some cartoon talking, and then uh, well, not if back it's how I spell it. I spelled my notes as yeah. cat cartoons. It's gonna be some cartoons going on, <laughs> uh, and then the back half will be listening to Bud talk about anime. So I guess it's let's kind of start by what is like your first cartoon you can remember maybe watching. My first one I remember watching. Probably got to be Looney Tunes, I would assume. Yeah, yeah. My dad is uh is a huge cartoon guy. He still watches cartoons, probably as much if not more than most children. Uh, <laughs> he, you know, he grew up in that. Well, he's yeah, he's born in the '60s, so he grew up kind of like the dawn of television in a lot of ways. So a lot of this stuff was really big to him, like Looney Tunes, and then Tom and Jerry. Uh, you know, like um all the Looney Tunes with you know um, Bugs Bunny. Daffy Duck and all of them, that whole cast of crew. So uh, my earliest memories is just watching, like he would record stuff. So he would record the cartoons so that he can watch them later, you know, on a VHS tapes back then. So uh, I just recall watching a lot of those, you know. Um, I don't know. It probably was Looney Tunes or Tom and Jerry. He was really a huge Tom and Jerry fan. And so I am too, really. What was the first one that really grabbed you, you think? Would it be Looney Tunes? Was that something you just kept watching? I don't know, because like I was, I just remember Looney Tunes just kind of something being on that that I watched, but I, you know, because it didn't have a story or anything. It was just like a straight up cartoon, you know, something that is brightly colored and interests you as a kid. My first cartoon that probably captured me would, I don't know, it'd probably have to be a toss up between Batman or Sonic, one of those two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In terms of like a story, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, once we started to get into be like eight, nine, ten, like that time period in our lives, right? I mean, I know it came out in ninety. It says ninety two, but I don't think we would have watched the the original run. Would you? Did you? What in the sixties? No, no, no. The Batman. The the we're talking about this the cartoon, the Batman cartoon. (laughs) So I I don't think we would have watched the original run through wherever it was released released off. It would have been a syndication version, right? I'm not sure exactly. Yeah, because I wouldn't have watched it in 92. 92 is too young. I remember, I do remember watching the Batman movies and stuff, but that's a different sort of scenario, you know? In that time period, 92, I mean, I was four. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, a lot of the stuff we would have watched, I mean, in that time period, I wasn't really paying attention to, you know, that sort of stuff. Not yet, anyway. Um, a lot of that stuff would have re-ran, like, on syndication, like, on your local television stations. That would have been something I would probably have watched then. 
a lot of what I was uh, watching probably as a kid, I said, you know, it was uh, wrestling and then uh, your your typical cartoons like Looney Tunes, Tom and Jerry and that sort of stuff. I remember probably, I don't know. It wasn't, I mean, it really, to be honest with you, cartoons didn't become a big deal to me other than just kind of like having background noise until yeah. I was like 10, 11. I got like a, I got a TV for my, for Christmas that year, I think it was. I'm a little bit long, a little bit older than that, maybe like 12. I got like a TV for my for Christmas. That was one of my Christmas presents. So then you could kind of watch cartoons in your room. And it's a different sort of scenario, you know. And uh, I just remember, you know, like that that Nickelodeon time period was like bomb, dude. Like you had all the <laughs> you had so many good cartoons on on uh, on the Nickelodeon channel at that time. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Was, we was what around sixth, seventh grade about that time period when all that stuff started coming out. What, yeah, when like, uh, yeah, fourth, fifth, sixth at that time period, yeah, when it started to get cooking. Cause like, I remember, I remember when Rocket Power launched, I was in middle school and I was like, this is the, and I was like really into skateboarding at the time. So yeah. I was like, this is pretty Same freaking here. cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, oh, that's awesome, man. And it, uh, gave you something where it's like, was similar to, I guess, what you was doing, you know? Some of the other ones, like obviously, like anim- Animaniacs and those sort of things were something you would still watch, like on your, on WB, which was our, like local affiliate, um, which I guess everybody had WB, right? Yeah. And, uh, I, I lumped, I kind of lump Animaniacs into like that same category with Looney Tunes, Tom and Jerry, yeah. Popeye, just those episodic shows that don't carry on a story. They're all different right. per little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's still, they still, um, Pinky and the Brain's another one. Even though I guess it kind of sort of had a story. I don't know. It's cartoons, man. They're not supposed to be like super in depth, at least not this time, not that age. Yeah. For us. You know, with Batman being like your first one, uh, give us some, if you got any memories of that particular uh, series at all. As a kid, I don't have many memories of it. I guess I could say that what really drawn me was just the superhero aspect. Because yeah. even as a kid, I was I was a fan of Batman and Spider-Man. Like, those were my two superheroes that I really dug. And um, Batman, I think I really liked it just because of that dark and gruesome style of, of drawing even though I didn't know that's why I liked it at this time frame. And the villains were pretty cool from what I remember, you know, even being a young kid. And then as I've grown up and really started to get into Batman, you know, and research Batman and, and all that other stuff, you don't really remember why it is exactly that it hooked you, but it did hook me for some reason. And I I do believe it was the art style that did so. You know, but the things that you learn when you grow up is like um, Mark Hamill, who played as uh, Luke Skywalker in Star Wars. He voiced as the Joker. And to this day, my opinion is Mark Hamill is the best Joker ever. And Kevin Conroy was the voice actor as Batman, who also starred in an episode of Batwoman recently, which was pretty cool. But yeah, like when you're a kid, you're not thinking about voice actors and you're not thinking about how big of a deal voice acting can make or break whatever you're watching. But as you grow up, you kind of start to analyze or really, in my case, I overanalyze everything, you know, to, you know, realism and, and, uh, you know, story and plot and, you know, how well the act, the actual acting is portrayed. Whereas when I'm a kid, I just wanted to hold my interest, which, you know, when you're a kid, it's kind of hard to do when you're so young trying to have something keep your interest because you're all over the place. Yeah, for sure. I mean, 
as a kid, a lot of it's your, I mean, you know, you didn't really have, at least I didn't, can't speak for everybody, but a lot of mine was, was just trying to catch some TV right before going to bed or something like that. I was kind of like pushed out the door after school. I was, you know, go play. So I missed a lot of the, uh, the ones that they were maybe aiming towards kids at my time period. Um, that's one of the things I was making a joke. I was like, when you said you were interested in doing cartoons and I was like Saturday morning cartoons. Cause uh, that was kind of like the only time I had by myself. Um, I've always been a more early morning riser. That's just the way I've always been. Um, so I'd always get up before everybody else, even when I was really young and, uh, make my own cereal, you know, and I'd sit there and, and watch and it. It didn't matter what it was, right. It's just getting alone time to like watch TV and you got to pick what it was. And a lot of it was switching between like, there was a, uh, a WCW early morning cartoon or not cartoon, but early morning wrestling show that I would watch. And then I would basically just watch cartoons, whatever it was on. I do remember thinking like some of them are like some of the ones they would put on. Uh, oh goodness. I can't remember some of the names of them, but they're pretty bad. And it was kind of funny when you had like a really bad cartoon and you're like, man, I'd rather watch nothing <laughs> than watch this junk. Uh, Gosh, I wish I could remember some of them, but a lot of it was, I, I really didn't like, first of all, I'll be honest with you, I didn't like Pinky in the Brain uh, as a kid. I thought it was kind of stupid, but the WB was sort of hit or hit or miss when we were kids. And uh, unfortunately, Nickelodeon was putting on such a good product at the time that a lot of them I didn't watch. Just because, like Animaniacs, I didn't really watch it that much. I uh, didn't really get it. Uh, so I was kind of, kind of pushed more towards your Rugrats and uh, I didn't really like Doug, but I would watch if it was on. Uh, hey Arnold, um, Rocket Power. Later on, like Wild Thornberries and that sort of stuff. Just I feel like that time period. I mean, even SpongeBob, like they hit pretty hard at that time period when we were kids. That it was like kind of hard to compete with them. Outside of Batman, you know, what are some other ones that may have hit you before we get? We don't want to get into Pokemon or anything later on yet. We'll we'll, we'll save that. But is there anything else maybe on this list that you want to make mention of? I watched a lot of Goof Troop, too. I don't know why. Just those two characters intrigued the shit out of me when I was young. I don't really have any more that really held my attention, like within this same age or the same time frame, because everything else is released around Pokemon time or after, because like then we start getting into like King of the Hills and Simpsons and that kind of stuff for me personally. I kind of start to start to leave the cartoon like... I know they're all cartoons, but I start to leave the more childish ones behind me and start, you know, moving over towards the more grown up ones, which I know Pokemon's not really a grown up one. But, you know, like the the King of the Hill and and Simpsons, you know, I kind of even to this day, I kind of label those in the category of more like adult cartoons, because if you're a five year old, you're not going to understand King of the Hill. Yep. I don't get why he cares about propane at a six year old. Yeah. Um. I do, I do want to make a couple jokes with stuff we got going on. Obviously, like the Super Super Mario Brothers show, a uh, Super Show. That yeah, I mean, you wrote awful next to it, and I don't <laughs> even know if that. I don't even know if that fully describes how bad it was. You know, yeah, like uh, I, I wrote Super uh, Mario Brothers Super Show hyphen awful nineteen eighty nine. <laughs> yeah, and it like completely encapsulates exactly what you need to talk about. And uh, Captain Planet. I thought that was like the absolute dumbest show ever. Oh man, him and his mullet. Paul's gonna fight you over that one. Well, you know what? If he loves it that much, he can have it. Nobody else watched it. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, him and his mullet, he can go on. Uh, with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So my son is all, all about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, however, he doesn't really care for this that time period. He doesn't really like the 1987 version. Uh, they're a little too wacky, maybe a little too... So if you've watched any of the more recent ones, they're, they try to give them uh, like more... I can't deal with the art style of them. Yeah, that was what I've struggled with, right? Like, but I do like that they give them kind of like uh, classes, like, and, and for lack of a better word, um, like you know, you got your your tech guy, you got your your bruiser. So I, I felt like that was something that at least was missing a lot in the original, uh, the, the comic or not comic series. I'm sorry, the cartoon was they were all just kind of like they just had different weapons, and there was nothing really different about them. So that's one thing that I think in the future ones, like in the ones that my son watches, I agree the ca- the cartoon, the way that they do cartoons today is different. It's not, I prefer hand-drawn. I mean, I get why we can't do it and it's not as efficient as it used to be. I still like all the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I mean, I'll st- I still throw it on from time to time and he's like, it just kind of gives me that goofy look like, all right, dude, whatever. Do they still use um, the same theme song in the new ones? No, no, it's a, it's a. See, already like ruined. A, so, so Nickelodeon bought Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, so they actually own the, um, I don't know, whatever, the intellectual property of it. So anything that's made by, teen, anything Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is all Nickelodeon. So that's a good and bad on there, I guess. Um, I you'll forgot, never have to... Forgot who wrote, I forgot who wrote Ninja Turtles. Although there was one really cool episode, which has nothing to do with any of it. IDW. Are you looking it up? Yeah. IDW Comics. I don't. I think I don't even know if they're still making. Maybe they are still making cartoons. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm sorry, cartoons, comics. Um, but there was one really cool episode in the new new series, not the newest series, but one that they released. It's on Hulu. I'm sorry that I'm sounding like I don't have a clue what I'm talking about because I don't remember the name of it. I think it literally is just Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But there's one episode where like all the different Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are all in the same universe at the same time. And it's pretty cool because you get like the original. One that's like in black and white, and they're all kind of like, um, like a, a film noir style. Uh, it was pretty cool. And then you had like the goofy ones from like the '80s, and then you have like the more recent ones that are a little more, uh, you know, uh, defined, I guess. So there were still some pretty cool episodes, despite the goofy like cartoon style. I had to get over that. <laughs> I watched it a lot, so I don't really have a choice. I like the um, I like the crossover <laughs> ones, like. Um, DC just released the animated movie of uh, Batman versus the Ninja Turtles, and that was pretty. Oh yeah, cool. yeah. I gotta watch that. I haven't. I I think that, and we. I know we're talking about cartoons, and I guess this accounts, right? Because it's it's even though they're movies, they're still cartoons. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think they have the best animated cartoon cartoon movies out of anybody. Like that for some reason, I don't know why they can't translate that. <laughs> but like, they have the best cartoon movies. Like. And and even the ones, well, I guess they can kind of explore more stuff, I guess. But there's been a couple that I'm well, like. The eh. main reason is because Zack Snyder's not directing the animated ones. But carry <laughs> on. Yeah, I agree. Ah, man, I don't like his. That's a different story, different topic. Um, but yeah, they do such a great job. Like, I mean, even all the ba- even like the worst Batman animated movie is still better than most of their live action. Because I just. My son, like I said, he was really into superheroes and cartoons. He still is, but not as much. But you know, because YouTube and uh, 
like those sort of things that kids are watching. They're just consuming it differently than they used to. So he doesn't need me to buy a movie or something on uh you know, a movie streaming platform or something like that. Like maybe we did five years ago, you know, we've been doing some different stuff, but yeah, we watched a lot of those movies just because of, of that. And uh, I can't name any off the top of my head, but we didn't watch any of the R rated ones. Of course, <laughs> <laughs> in case anyone asks, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't watch any of those. Like, um, the Joker, the one where like Joker kills Batman or whatever. The Killing Joke. Remember. Yeah, the Killing Joke, and I mean it's a good one, but we didn't. I didn't watch it with him, and some other ones like that. Um, well, yeah, you so don't really, was, you don't really want to watch kind of stuff like that because I mean, you know, there's no. a scene in there where you know Joker rapes Barbara Gordon, and then trying to explain yeah. that to your kids is not going to be very good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do a good job with their uh, with their rating system for sure because most of those. That are not, I mean, I think I had one that was kind of a bit touchy, but it wasn't none of like that. It was just probably a little more violent and gory than maybe I thought. <laughs> and that was my fault because I didn't really think, and I don't know why I didn't, I was being naive and not thinking that there are more adult oriented com- uh, cartoons out there, especially for, you know, for a comic book and for the, you know, someone like Batman who for some reason can, he seems to like, or they can seem to put him in such a wide array of age uh, age ranges where he's like in your 92 Batman, you know, that particular Batman series, uh, Batman, the animated series is like totally different than what we're talking about with the killing joke and stuff like that, you know. But yeah, I guess we'll just jump right into the most important part. Well, actually, before we do uh, Magic School Bus, I mean, we can get it all the shout outs it needs, right? I mean, I probably watched all the thing I ever, only time I ever watched Magic School Bus was in school. Yeah. And, that's, uh, that's why I wrote Magic Motherfucking School Bus because it, <laughs> it was the film in school. Yeah. It took, it took place of an entire, uh, well, not an entire day, but a couple, like a couple hours or something like that on the day. And that is, uh, all you need to know. So much better. It takes, it takes away a lot of the time and, just being able to watch, and I learned some stuff. Hey, don't get me wrong. I tried to watch it on yeah. the new series on Netflix. I'm not so sure about that, but I learned more about you know. the human body. And doctors have to go and take 12 years of college to learn this stuff. <laughs> I learned it in 20 minutes. Yeah, watching the Magic School Bus. Uh, with with the advent of a lot of these uh, new streaming services, we've had gotten to be able to watch some of these cartoons that maybe we haven't seen in a while. And uh, I know a lot of these are on Disney. Um, like Darkwing Duck, right? That's on Disney. Yeah, and I'll, I'll be honest with you too. It's kind of sad when you go back and rewatch yeah. this stuff, especially. It didn't age well. Yeah, because like I used to be a huge Sonic the Hedgehog fan, the cartoon. Yeah, I tried to go back and watch that like maybe a year ago when I was thirty-one, thirty. I don't even know how old I am. Somewhere around yeah. there. Anyway. I tried to go back and rewatch it and it was just awful. Like I couldn't get past the second episode. <laughs> I mean, you yeah. know, I was, I was trying to hang in there for that, just that plain nostalgia reasoning, but it was just a bad cartoon. Yeah. I started watching Darkwing duck literally. Cause I can remember the theme song and yeah. uh, I'm like, I'm like, hell yeah. And it got me, it got me. <laughs> I mean, the cartoon was a little goofy, like the, even the, with the theme song, you know, like the, the little strip it's playing with it. And I was like, eh, I don't know now. But yeah. I was like, I'm still trying to be like excited, you know? You boot and it up. It, like, you boot it up and yeah. you hear the song. You're like, yeah, that's what's up. And then you start watching yep. the actual animation. You're like, eh, it's kind of yeah, corny. Right. And then the song oh, ends. Yeah. Then the song ends yeah. and you're like, well, that was that. 
Yep, yep, yep. I, it didn't last very long for me. I was kind of like, oh, okay. Well, like that's sh- there. Should have just <laughs> went to YouTube and typed in best cartoon theme songs. I would have had much more yep. enjoyment. Yep, yep. Same goes for like the X-Men animated series. My goodness, it didn't age well. That was a dank-ass theme song, though. Yeah, I mean, it still is. And uh, But the thing about, like, it's just, I, I, I guess I don't enjoy, like, 90s direction. I don't know. Like, it, it, when you look back on book it. adaptation. Yeah, just like, well, I mean, yeah, the, uh, the uh, yeah, exactly. The way that they portrayed them, like, with the goofy, with, like, the carryover of the 80s hair and stuff that really isn't there anymore. Yeah. And, it, like, I don't know. The X-Men animated series, I'm sure there's people out there who love it. I'm not one of them. Uh, I don't dislike it. I could still kind of like sit through it just because I like to kind of, uh, I guess, follow the story, but I'm not really paying attention to the action or anything. And, yeah, you know, I agree. I'm, Definitely more of a fan of the, the live action movies in regards to X-Men. Yeah, I think Marvel is the opposite of DC. They can't get their shit together when it comes to cartoons. Uh, <laughs> well, not as much anyway. On Disney Plus, there's a couple cartoons they put out recently that are pretty good, but by and large, uh, yeah, they especially aimed at kids. They don't really seem to do a great job. But DC's better for sure with the with the uh, the comic or cartoon versions of them. But I think that's enough rambling about our our young childhood. I, to be honest with you, is when we started talking about this, I was wondering what I would remember, and. I watched so much wrestling in this time period. See, like I was the early... opposite. I went cartoons, yeah. then wrestling, then yeah. into whatever after wrestling. Teenage. Stuff. I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't even. I don't. Honestly, I don't have a clue. I just remember. I just remember it was. I guess because that's what I found on, like, uh, I think it was like Channel 14, which was like WGN or something. I think that's what it was. Um, and there used to be, they would run replays on that of like whatever that whatever whatever my syndication version of it i don't remember what it was but i just remember watching it like every morning it was like saturday night but it's replayed in the morning i guess on sunday morning maybe i don't know but i just remember watching and i was like man this is this is the this is what i i am so down you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) i just i just never really got it i mean i would still watch cartoons but it wasn't the same i guess i just wasn't as into it and then when like uh we're going to talk about it like Pokemon and like that era. Things kind of changed a little bit. I got really into. Did you want to be the best? Yeah, I did. The yeah. best there well, so, ever was. For sure. Was, it was to capture everything on your list. I tried. I'm just quoting the theme no. song. <laughs> yeah. You know that what pissed me off the most, this is not about cartoons, but you know, I never really bought a Nintendo product since super Nintendo. And of course, Pokemon forced me to. And, uh, I got like a game boy color. And, I was like, man, I'm going to catch all of them, literally all of them. Like, I thought that would be easy. And then come to find out, you know, because this time period, the Internet's still not, like, super huge, and you can't really find out how to do all this stuff. And uh, the only way to get a Gengar is to trade a Haunter. Like, you got to swap Haunters to to get Gengar. And I didn't know this. And I have, like, a freaking level 100 Haunter. I'm like, when is this son of a bitch going to evolve? Like, (laughs) come on, you know? And uh, just those sort of things where it's like, it was so annoying. Like it made me so mad that I couldn't get all the Pokemon. Like you told me to catch them all, Mother Effort, and I caught them all, but I couldn't get them all. Well, it's kind of funny that you mentioned that you didn't really get into the cartoon. It was more the video games that that got you into the whole Pokemon series because 
I was the same way as well. When Pokemon first came out, for us, it was more so like the video games than the trading cards mixed in with the TV show. Because I don't think anybody ever expected Pokemon to blow up to the phenomenon that it is, even to this day. I mean, granted, I stopped watching Pokemon after the first generation, after the first 151 or 152 however many there was. I mean, they're still rocking and rolling to this day. And they, they're still making Pokemon games. And from what I read up on articles and stuff, they're still selling like hotcakes. I mean, when the Pokemon stuff come out, man, I mean, it was just everywhere. You know, the, the trading cards, the video games, the movies, the TV shows, all the Happy Meal toys, and, you know, especially like the gold-plated cards at Burger King that you could buy. I mean, it was just crazy yeah it you can't if you didn't grow up in that time period it's hard to truly like uh put it all into words like how crazy and how big it was yeah i don't even um, think we fully understood it right because i mean we were only no what nine at this time frame yeah nine years old yeah yeah so pokemon for me i, I can was like so it was the way it went for me was the trading cards i don't know why the trading cards came first it was one of those where my brother was kind of into it and uh or or maybe I was into it and then I don't know. It was just there was some kid that was in our neighborhood. It was, it was the schoolhouse trading. I mean that's all that was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like there was a kid in in school who's like, "Hey man, I got some Pokémon cards." I'm like, "What the?" What's he was that? like talking <laughs> to me like he was talking to me like it was like a like a porno mag or something, you know? <laughs> like it was like he was like trying to be like secretive about it. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's cool, man. And he's like, no, dude, for real, look at this. And they're like, what I found so funny is you could buy these cards. I didn't know there was a game that went with it. Like it was a card game. Yeah, I don't think half time. the audience did. Yeah, and like what's so funny about it is, you know, at least my brother got into Yu-Gi-Oh, which is on the list, and we, we don't need to talk about it right now, but he got into that like right after. It was like right in the same time period, but Yu-Gi-Oh hit really big for us in like 2002, 2003. So it was after it was already released. It kind of like hit for us, but Pokemon had already established that dominance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for like Pokemon, well, so I think of Yu-Gi-Oh more like a it's not a grown-up version because it's still kind of kitty, but like a it teenager makes, version, I guess. Yeah, you it, know, and it also make to me Yu-Gi-Oh makes more sense as an actual legitimate playing card game. Pokemon to me to this day, I still don't know how to play the legit card version. <laughs> I just collect the yeah. cards. Well, that's what I thought was so fun. That's kind of my point. And Yu-Gi-Oh didn't do it either. Was that they just kind of said, "Okay, you figure it out." Like they didn't give. I mean, I'm sure they have a rule book somewhere, and I'm sure they have like a a map and everything on how to do everything. But it, I thought it was really weird that they would sell all these cards but wouldn't sell you a a handbook or like you know. I mean, yeah. when you buy a when you buy a damn uh, game, a board like game, a board yeah. game. It comes with instructions. Like this didn't come with instructions. So I Unless you're really playing unusual. Monopoly, yeah. And then you don't. Who cares, right? You make your um, own rules. That's right. Uh, but I, I always thought that was kind of unusual. But so it did. I didn't get into the Pokemon series until a little bit later. The actual cartoon series. Um, but I don't think there's a better. That might be the best entrance theme song. I think almost most people our age can probably sing the whole thing. It's good stuff. It gets you hyped right out the gate. 
Yeah, yeah. It didn't matter how much of a disappointment the actual that sh- episode was, but yeah, like they get you rolling. That first little guitar harmonic, where it's just like, well, you're like, I'm intrigued. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about here? What What are we talking about? I'm sure that's what happened. I'm sure it came on after something I was watching, and uh, you know when you like, you just leave the TV on and you're still doing other things. Yeah, you're not. You're not. You're not watching TV like. Based off like by the TV guide, you're not like, all right, this comes on at eight o'clock, and yeah. this comes on at eight thirty, and this comes on at nine, and I got to make sure to go to this channel at nine. That's not how you work you know, as a kid. No, no, I, you know, and I uh, think around this, well, well, it's past all this, but and then in the early, maybe maybe it's like the mid two thousand. I don't know. The TV guide channel came around, and uh, that was just a pain in the ass because I'd always miss it, you know. Mm-hmm. That one's always scrolling, so yeah, yeah it I takes just, like five minutes to fully scroll, yeah. scroll through everything. <laughs> yeah, it's like Jesus Christ. I just want to see what comes on Nickelodeon, which was like I think it was Channel Twenty Four on Comcast back home, uh, and then it went to thirty, or it was thirty, and then it went twenty four, something like that. You and, remember how uh, popular TV guides were printed on paper, like that you'd buy yeah. in the grocery store, like in the magazine yeah. column? Yeah, we're talking. I mean, this is in the nineties, of course. Uh, yeah. Like, okay, so this is unrelated again, not really about cartoons, but to put in perspective how like huge TV Guide was, they basically any hot TV show that was out, they would put it on the cover. And uh, during the height of the Attitude Era, Austin, Rock, and Undertaker, all three of them, I think, were on the TV Guide. Like, um, each had their own TV Guide uh, cover. And like, if you could imagine that, man, that's nuts. Yeah, that's crazy because, you know, soap operas dominated the cover of TV guides. And they still yeah, do, I'm yeah. sure. Even oh, if they make if it's them. still around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's, it's something else to think about the 90s and kind of just like, it was like we were walking out of, it's like just like us growing, man. It's like you're just like this little person who like just kind of like kind of knows stuff. And then like by the end of the 90s, you're like, oh, he's, a, he's actually kind of a real person. And that's kind of how the 90s felt, right? Like uh, the beginning. Like you look and think of some of the cartoons we watched in the early '90s, and like some really really bad ones in the in the late '80s, mm-hmm. and uh, you think about the ones that we watched in the late '90s, and it's like, man, these are not the same. Like it's not the same time period. Yeah, like you know that Ash Ketchum is an actual boy. You know, probably yeah. close to our own age range. Whereas if you're watching Looney Tunes, you know you you know you don't have no resemblance with a damn rabbit. Yeah. Yeah, and they still took away his gun. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> huh. That was a joke. Um, but yeah, man, t- talk about some funny times with Pokemon. I mean, mine, I, you know, I always wanted to be Ash. He was my man. Uh, I didn't really care for Brock or Misty. Um, I never got the whole, like, I guess this was past the beginning, but like the whole, uh, what was it, Togepi? Mm-hmm. I, I, didn't, I didn't get all that. That was the start of the second generation, I believe. Yeah, I was done by then. You know, I was into the. Fr- I really liked the first generation. I like, I guess, because it was so simple. You know, you just had the, and I like that they got to encounter. I guess that was part of it for me. So I watched the TV show because you got to see how like Haunter's Dream Eater and like all his moves and whatever. I think that's what his moves called, and all his moves kind of act and what they did. And like, I think guess that guess that was a big part for me personally when it comes to Pokemon. I mean, what about you? Yeah, one thing I remember about the Pokemon era for me was when the Pokemon movie came out, the very first one. 
me, I think it was just me and my mom. My sister may have gone with us too. I don't remember, but we went to an actual theater, you know, back when theaters were actually a popular thing and they yeah. didn't cost $20 for a ticket. But yeah, I remember watching that movie in the theater and, you know, whenever Mewtwo knocked down Pikachu and I thought Pikachu was dying, man, I was starting to tear up in the theater, <laughs> man. I was, everyone got me, man. They hurt my boy. Oh, uh, you know, and I guess we couldn't even put it into words how big that movie was. I yeah. mean, I don't have the numbers, but that movie was huge. And and didn't and it helped that you had uh Pokemon Stadium. I think it was out by now. I don't remember when the movie was released, but uh it's all in the same time period. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's a, what's so funny about that, this is I'm just kind of talking in circles now, but is how bad uh Raichu is compared to Pikachu. And yeah. like it's it's like you just don't even want to evolve them. Like this is you know. So yeah, I, even even in the video game, I never ever evolved yeah. them because I don't know about you, but you know, for the Game Boy games, you had red, yellow, and blue, and the only yep. difference between those three versions were like your starter Pokemon. Yep. So like in red and blue, you could pick between uh, Charmander, Squirtle, and um, who was it, Venusaur. Yeah, but but yep. Pokemon Yellow, you were forced to start with Pikachu. And me yep. being the idiot that I am, I wanted the Game Boy that was the Pikachu Game Boy, and it came with Pokemon <laughs> Yellow. So I had to play through Pokemon, that Game Boy game, all through with Pikachu. You know how damn hard that is to go and beat the first boss battle, Brock, with Pikachu? Yeah. Because he's not yeah. he's, he's immune to lightning damage. <laughs> like, they, these cats that had the red and blue version, they had it easy. You know, because well, they... They could just go and pick fucking Squirtle, who was strong against or, the rock or Venus type. Or, yeah, Venusaur too. But once I got past that Brock fight, I fucked Misty up with my Pikachu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's so funny about the about? Well, the cool thing about Yellow is you can capture all three of the starter Pokemon, in addition to po- uh, having starting with Pikachu. Uh, so that's the only benefit of Yellow. It did suck. You had to level up. Um, some ter- not so good characters like uh Pidgeotto. Uh, no, like uh yeah, I guess he did okay, right? But like uh you had to get Butterfree mm-hmm. and uh Caterpie uh, Beedrill. Yeah, you had to evolve them into to their final forms to be able to kind of knock some sense into Brock. Uh, Man, I played so much that game. That was the only yeah. game where I've literally played a handheld device longer than at the time I think I was playing 64 around that era and yeah i bro i used to lay on the edge of my bed and grind this damn pokemon yellow <laughs> you know for hours on end oh yeah no for real like dude we got so hardcore me and my brother of course i have my brother so i had a, i had a little bit easier than you because i could play it for four or five hours and pass it off to his butt and he could play for four or five hours like we got so into it you know we would get Matt one max. I think we got for whatever reason Kingler. When he's max level, he's like a he's an absolute beast. And uh, we leveled up Kingler to like eighty or something like that. And we went through the uh, what is it called? The final the the elite whatever the elite or whatever they call the elite four whatever. The tier in the, three. Uh, no, the ones that are in the uh, the very last section. Oh, the, like the exotic Pokemon, like Zapdos and. Uh... Yeah, where you go fight the the grouping of guys. No, just just the like um 
Oh, the elite gym trick. Yeah, I got you now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Kingler can beat all of them by himself. I, I, it's ridiculous. So we would just do X. We just run them over and over and over with XP share on and level up our dudes. Yeah. Like he was, we were into it back then. We was, <laughs> I remember the cool <laughs> thing about, I remember the cool thing about that game was that you could buy that little cable to go from your Game Boy to another Game Boy. And then you could trade Pokemans yes. with people on the bus or you could do duels with them, which, man, I that made, I did that. That made the bus ride so much more doper going to school. Well, especially for you, because you probably had like a pretty, a pretty long bus ride. Yeah, I, I was generally like the third person on the bus. <laughs> I sat on the bus the longest. <laughs> and you're like the last person dropped off too. Pretty much. Yeah. I, so I, I was spoiled as a young kid. It's a very young kid, considering. I, well, I wasn't spoiled. Let me rephrase myself. When I was really young, I got taken to school. But then, like first, second grade, and on. This is back when they let you ride your bicycle to school or would ride your, you know, walk to school without people being weird. That was an uh, option for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You imagine what my the- fat ass trying to pedal a bicycle <laughs> 20 miles to go to school? <laughs> Shit, just getting out, get into the top of your driveway to yeah. the road. I'm sure that was tough enough, right? L- look, man, uh, I, I had to walk that hill every day when I got home from school. <laughs> it's like, I didn't want to make it to the end here. Yeah. It's like, I- I'll just die here. I'll just you know- die at the bottom. You don't know what my saving grace was? Is every uh, time I got to about the the apex of the hill, there was always my little wiener dog in the yard there. Yeah, I, I could see his little tail wagging eighty thousand miles an hour. <laughs> uh, that's the only reason you persevered. That's it. Uh, oh my goodness! So yeah, I didn't get to ride the bus. Uh, I didn't ride the bus until middle school because the school that I went to for elementary school was right down the was like I don't know quarter mile away, not even, and. Uh, my brother, when we moved, my brother could walk. To, he didn't. I guess he walked to school or rode the bike to school. Uh, usually, it was home. My mom would still take him to school in the mornings, and they would just kind of walk home. But it was thinking about it now. That was a pretty good walk, and you they did it. We did it with like a group of friends. But like, I feel bad for him thinking about it. It was a it was a pretty good trek. It was probably a mile. Might have not like super long, but big enough, right? And yeah. Uh, yeah so so I didn't really get that. I never got. I never had a friend who had a, a Game Boy Color to trade with. So if you can believe that, right? Like you sit on a bus trading Pokemon, I bet you got your freaking Gengar. <laughs> never got my damn Gengar. So uh, I was, <laughs> I, for whatever reason, I was really into the psychic Pokemon. So like I was really into uh, Gengar was my dude. Because they was the strongest. You're exploiting the game even as a six-year-old. No, no, no. King, I, just, I already told you Kingler was the strongest. I don't know why, but no, they were strong too. Yeah, they they didn't have a whole lot of natural enemies. Yeah, the way that they set it up, uh, except for Pikachu, not Raichu. Raichu can't kill nobody. Pikachu can. And then I guess we keep talking about Pokemon all day long. But once we move past P- uh, Pokemon, I mean, you got Yu Gi Oh still. Um, I didn't get like massively into Yu Gi Oh. Uh, I watched I a liked- lot. I watched a lot of the TV show. I did not collect the cards though. Yeah, my brother got into collecting the cards. I did not. This, I was, I was, like I said, this was in uh, middle school. I was kind of getting into girls, so I wasn't really like paying attention to a lot of that stuff. I and, did play uh, the video game from Yu-Gi-Oh. That was more was, fun to me. There was one particular. I cannot remember the name of it, but there was one that I really liked. The rest of them, I was like, eh, 
not so much on, but uh, yeah, it came out on because PlayStation it didn't really... two. Yeah, like on PlayStation two. Um, I can't remember the name of, it, but yeah, there was some really. I I prefer those, especially card games, and this is ridiculous. But I was prefer it Forbidden prefer Memories. Them. It might be. I like the the fusion style and uh, the polymorph. Just the way you played. Yeah. Yeah, the way it all worked out, I liked it better in that particular game. Take that blue um, eyes white dragon and make him a, a, oh crap, I forgot his final name. Red eyes something or whatever. No, red eyes was a different type of dragon. The, yeah, the one where know. you had the three blue eyes white dragons and you made them the the three three headed blue eyes. I don't remember his name. A lot of what I did when it came to that was like I I just kind of hoped I won. I I really didn't have any strategy. Yeah, uh, there was like um. There's this one card that you have like have five pieces. You got to put them all together. Exactly. I don't remember the name of. Yeah. So like that was my thing. I was like, let me get that mug going. That's all I want to know about. <laughs> I want. I want the instant KO. That's what I want. Yeah. Yeah. I don't give a. Sh- I was give a crap what it takes. That's what I'm going for. You know. <laughs> uh. So yeah, that was the kind of thing that we did. Uh. I just remember doing that. I'm trying to find it for you on Google here. It doesn't tell me. Yeah. Uh, tell me, tell me some fun stories. Why I look for this? Tell me some fun stories about uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, if you have any, I just, or Pokemon. I don't, I don't think I have many on Yu-Gi-Oh. Like I said, I, I just I watched the TV show a lot and I played the video game. Didn't care much about the cards. I think a lot of that was due to the fact that the the Pokemon cards were already headed on such a warpath, and the yeah. the art style of the Pokemon cards were cool too, right? I mean, those holographic yeah. cards when you're what nine years old? That was just the coolest thing ever. And hell, I'm 32 yeah, years old, and, and I still think holographic cards are sweet looking, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And by the way, the name of that is the Blue Eyes Ultimate Dragon. So just so we can clarify, yeah, Seto Kaiba. Took, yeah, it took me a minute. I don't know what I don't know what you just said to me, but <laughs> that was um, the that was the guy that popularized the Blue Eyes White Dragons. Oh, okay. That was Yugi's um, enemy. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, you know what? That's why I didn't really like the TV show, because he seemed to win with the crappier deck, and like, well, he was the rich kid. No, 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 no. I'm talking about Yugi. Oh, like Yugi seemed to like find a way to like win, and his deck was like, he's like, and I summon, and I'm like, dude, that guy sucks. What are you, uh, well, yeah, I'm so excited for they, him. They was always trying to preach that heart of the cards thing. They was trying to to push that that uh, feel good, you know, don't be a dick and, and good things happen to you type deal. <laughs> <laughs> I summon, and then it's like, dude, <laughs> that card's not even in my deck. Why is he in your deck? Get out of here! Like, uh, I think that's kind of the funniest part about that show was was how, like you said, the heart of the cards. He was like so excited. This guy, I got this guy, and he's like, man, that guy sucks. <laughs> um, yeah, he always had like fifteen base cards that he always used, and then he had like five hundred other cards that he just kind of slid in as the right opportune moment arose. Yeah. <laughs> you got any other funny stories about some of these before we get into like the adult ones? Uh like Family Guy or uh Beavis and Bud? No, I th- or I, King of the Hill. I think we go ahead and transition into them. Yeah, okay. So for me, obviously the Simpsons, I I I I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. I never got into the Simpsons. Um Shame shame. I watched it. I mean I could still watch it. Like if you're like, hey man, look at this episode, okay. But it's not something I never was like. I knew a couple people who were like religious about Simpsons. They watched it every day, like that yeah. sort of stuff. 
Homer Simpson was my idol all through middle school. Uh, yeah, I didn't get it, man. I just didn't get it. Uh, so the my first real introduction, I mean, I guess that was my first introduction, but I didn't really watch it. But South Park was kind of like the, I remember watching the very first episode, and the very first episode is like the alien episode. I remember watching it, and I was scared, and I didn't like it. Yeah. Because uh, it came out in 97, so I was in the third grade. And then I remember my dad getting pissed off that I watched it. He's <laughs> like, that, you shouldn't be watching that stuff. You know, it's, it's like, that's for adults. You yeah, know, that, was stuff, ma- you know? that was mature rated. Yeah, and my dad didn't like that. So, But, of course, I still watched it. Uh, you know, My dad was one of those guys, he would tell you not to do something, and then he would just kind of hope that you, you know, listened but he never really like made made like uh he wasn't gonna be like watching around the corners see what i was watching the next day like (laughs) that's just not who he was he was very much a i'll tell you not to do it and if you do it and then i catch you that's a different story but i'm not gonna go out of my way to try to right you know yeah but but with me south park and even to this day i didn't much care for south park because i feel like they relied too much on that mature rating to kind of carry the success of south park and even to this day, like I love, I like watching King of the Hill and Simpsons because if those two shows can make me laugh with that kind of rating system, that's just creativity at its finest. Like we can lump Family Guy in there because it's also on TV, but Family Guy really pushes the border of that rating. You know, it's like, yeah. it's like with South Park, they don't even have to try. You know, if they want to make a, an episode about an a, uh, alien sticking an anal probe in you, you know, yeah. or slicing open your kidney or like just mocking fun of what's going on in the world. They have free yeah. reign to do so. Kind of hard to do that when your main uh, provider for these cartoons is like on local TV stations. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think, I mean, I obviously Simpsons stand the test of time in terms of their creativity and their ability to just kind of keep putting out decent stuff. Right. And I mean, predict the, the damn- future. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess if you make how many episodes, you know, they're on, I'm sure they're on a shit ton of number of episodes by now. But the 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 show is almost as old, is almost as old as we are. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's worth that's worth its weight in gold, right? I mean, they're still rocking and rolling. Yeah, today. So, uh, I mean, that says a lot about just the quality and their ability to develop characters, right? Because that's the hardest part is to develop a character, and they haven't aged. So, I mean. Maggie's still walking around with a with a passy in her mouth, you know. Yeah, That's you her name right. You figure you figure if they ran out of content, they could just age the characters to create a whole new arc, yeah. but they never have. <laughs> yeah, I mean she's 32, 33 years old. <laughs> she's still, yeah. <laughs> still the same age. I mean they've, uh, they've done I, a couple episodes where they kind of did that, like Lisa was grown up and in college, and Bart was a, a burnout, and Maggie was you know a teenager, but it was just a few episodes. Yeah. Yeah, like in the whole, like the, uh, yeah, I think they do a great job of just kind of encapsulating what's going on. And like you said, obviously, not intentionally, but predicting the future in a lot of ways. I, I guess you can't say enough nice things about them. I would never say anything bad about it, just never really got into it. Uh, and I think, like you said, with South Park at that time period, because I, I haven't watched South Park since like 99, like season three, like maybe. So yeah. once they sent Timmy off into the age with the dinosaurs, and then I think they moved into fourth grade. That's when I kind of stopped watching it. 
I don't even think I remember that. Like, I just, I was really into season one because uh, of my age, right? Like, I'm coming, I was 10, 11, 12, like getting that weird sort of like start. My body's changing, I'm changing, I'm trying to push the limits of what I accept as a human being. And like, it just kind of, it kind of pushed me right at the right time, I guess. I couldn't watch it. I don't watch it today. I've tried to watch it. That's just not my thing. I'll go back and watch the first season because I just liked it that much. Uh, at least some of them. Some of them don't age well, you know, like uh, Big Gay Allen and stuff like that. It just doesn't age well. Mm-hmm. But uh, for the most part, the first season's still pretty good. The second season, I think, is where Big Gay Al came in. But uh, not something that, you know, ages well 20 something years later. Uh, King of the Hill. I if I probably tried to watch it today, it'd probably make a lot more sense to me. <laughs> I try I try to watch it as a kid or young, you know, in that age range when it kind of came out in the early two thousands, and uh, I didn't really get it. You know, well, like you said, it's not aimed towards me, right? Yeah, I definitely feel like that definitely has a targeted audience, and I happen to fit that audience because it is most definitely targeted towards rednecks. Not yeah. that not that I am a redneck, but the fact that I do live in the South and I do. I grew a lot up in a of, small city. Yeah, I mean, it, everything that they do in that show is, is stuff that I can relate to because it's been around me in my entire life. Yeah, and I'm the exact opposite. Like, aside from, and like, my dad doesn't like propane. So, like, you know, <laughs> I know it's ridiculous, but like, I never, I didn't, I was like, what the hell's a propane grill? Like, I never, I've ne- I'd never seen one until I was like a teenager. Like, I, mm-hmm. my dad was like strictly charcoal. So, like a lot of, and I know that sounds ridiculous, but a lot of the things in the cartoon just didn't make sense to me because I didn't even know what they were talking about. Like I didn't yeah. know there was a, I didn't know that you could have a, a propane tanked gra- uh, gas grill. Like I was like totally foreign to me. So yeah, I was like, like oh, okay. Or like Hank's obsession with his lawn. You know, as a kid, right? You're like, <laughs> well, why do people get this obsessed over grass? I don't get it. Yep. And you don't realize it until you grow up, and then you're like, oh, I get it now. You want to be that asshole in the neighborhood with the greenest yard. (laughs) I get it. Yes. Yeah. Well, and it's part of its pride, right? Like, uh, that way they know they can come to your house, and you know I got the greenest grass. I used to. I used to have the greenest grass in the yard, or in the neighborhood. Not so much anymore. Uh, (laughs) My sister parks on my lawn. (laughs) I never cared about my lawn. Well, no one can see your lawn, but yeah, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, unless, unless my dad starts yelling at me or something like, God damn it, boy, you better fix your lawn. <laughs> you better cut that crap uh, and throw your lawnmower down the side of the hill, you know? Yeah, I mean, if it, honestly, if it weren't for my puppy dog, I probably would never cut the damn grass. <laughs> I only do it so he don't get no ticks on him. I got to watch out for right. my buddy. Anything else cartoon related that you can think of before we allow you to dive into the beautiness that is anime? None off the top of my head. I'm ready to get on to some Dragon Ball Z. All right. Well, let me let me throw out some shout outs real quick before you move on. All right. Just because you wrote down some of these. Uh, Arthur. I didn't watch it a lot. I didn't know John Legend was a cartoon, uh, but he does a great job. Uh, Batman Beyond. Uh, we didn't really talk about it. But I, I enjoyed Terry McGinnis. I think he did a great job. I wish they would uh, reboot that. Yeah, I think that uh, we're missing a lot of like kid style cartoons that are. I, I don't know why they're at. I don't. I don't know why they're not here anymore. You know, 
it's, yeah, me it's and, something that could be around. Me and my friend Shane, Shane's a, a very big um, Batman fan, and he knows a lot about yeah. the comics and stuff like that. And me and him talked a lot about how Batman Beyond was actually really good and how if they did make it into a reboot, I honestly think it would do good. Yeah, Especially I think it in came today's out time. time period. Yeah, I was going to say, it came at a weird time, right? Where, like, the end of the deck, I mean, yeah, the end of the decade, the end of a century, Batman was kind of, like, aging in terms of, like, what we see. That's why they tried Batman Beyond, right? Because we were kind of growing up, and we weren't really, like, paying attention to cartoons, and we weren't really into superheroes that, as much by this point. Uh, and they tried something new, and I think people just weren't ready for it. But I think that now, because it, the world knows more, or there's more access to so much more knowledge, I think that a lot of people would be more willing to accept uh, McGinnis as a as a Batman, you know. And I think that it could be something that could really be successful. Uh, I would prefer a cartoon, of course, but I think that they would still do great if they did it like in the Arrowverse. I don't think they'll let Batman ever like really, really come to the Arrowverse because Batman's sort of a like Bat- a DC untouchable. Batman is DC's breadwinner. You do not want to fuck up Batman. Yeah. But I mean, he's he's just the other Batman. So he's, I don't know. Yeah, but you, you don't want to make point, you don't want to make anything bad under the Batman name, and that's probably well, they, why. That's probably why, like in the the Flash, the Arrow, the Legends, and all that stuff, they haven't really gone across that gap because you know that they know in their mind if they did do that. Or mention anything of Batman that's a money maker. Yeah, I mean, I mean they make jokes about him, but I mean, then, think yeah. about how popular it is even till this day. I mean, think about how many cars you see down the road with a freaking Batman sticker on it. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, you still see. So, like, I, a funny story. We'll eventually talk about Arrow one day. Um, and in the very first season, he makes a joke of. Yeah, how these billionaire playboys love their toys, and uh, obviously that's a nod to to Batman. Yeah. Um, and so I think that obviously they they don't want to cross a certain line because, like you said, he's like untouchable. But I don't see why it's an if it wasn't Bruce Wayne, and even if you had to do him Batman Beyond past say Bruce Wayne's passing, that way it's you you can fully disconnect him because. And Batman Beyond, he was still there. He was mentoring uh, McGinnis. So I know that makes it weird, and maybe that's why it's not possible in a non-cartoon way, because you don't want Bruce Wayne to be attached to it. But, I mean, they've already screwed up Batman a lot in the last five, ten years, any, five years or so anyway, so what difference does it make? Can't make it any worse. Well, and that's I mean, why comics have, have so many reboots, too, is because as they're writing, yes, they do jack up all the timelines and stuff, so yeah, they just reboot the whole universe. And I think something that would be pretty cool is if they introduced Batman Beyond and they just made like maybe one of the Robins as that role. You know, like one yeah. of the older Robins. Yeah, you don't that have way you to don't go. have to kill Batman. You don't have to kill off Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And then he doesn't have to be a part of it either. I think that I think they really are just really don't want Bruce Wayne and they don't want Batman to be on the uh the the small screen as they call it, but I like I said, what they've done with Batman in the last five years with Ben Affleck and then was it Robert Pattinson, Captain I mean, Sparkles? Yeah, so it's like okay, whatever, 
you know? Which, which side note aside, I know he played in Twilight. I am not going to go into this movie thinking, oh, it's that, that you know, kid from Twilight, little girl movie. <laughs> I'm going to go into it with an open mind because I am a huge Batman fan. You know, uh, hopefully he don't jack it up. Yeah. I, well, I don't think Ben Affleck ruined it, but I... I don't so think had, there was enough of Affleck to get an accurate representation. Right. It's like we got spoiled, right? We had such this. This is not cartoons, but we got spoiled. We had such great live action Batman. Well, we had a great live action Batman. Two subpar Batmans. Yeah. Well, we had two that were kind of subpar, and then we had one that was really freaking good. Who's the other one you talking about? Well, there. I think there was five in total. There was Adam West from the sixties. Okay, you you added Adam West. Okay, I yeah. agree on that one. There is George Clooney, there is Michael Man. Keaton, and yes. then who's the other guy? Val Kilmer. Yes. Yeah. So, which you in can my see the opinion, hit or misses there. In my opinion, I think Keaton was the best one. Uh, I think Keaton was the best Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I mean Clooney. I, I, Clooney was the best actual Batman. Yeah. Well, of that of that three, for sure. Uh, I think Christian Bale probably he, yeah, within that era, yeah, within that era for sure. I Keaton yeah, I'm not talking about the all around. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get into the Nolan trilogy. Yeah, yeah, probably best all around. I mean, Val Kilmer just was put in a bad spot, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Clooney was in a pretty bad spot too because that's when they they introduced Robin on his right. But like the the thing that I couldn't deal with with the Nolan trilogy was, um, you know. I feel like he just tried too hard as Batman. Like there's there's one line that he says and it reminds me so much of Mortal Kombat where he's like, Get over here. You know, it's yeah. like he's trying way too hard because Batman because here's the thing, that animated series that we were just talking about, that followed the comics. Yeah. And with me growing up watching that stuff, even I knew that Batman, yeah, he tries to strike fear into his opponents, but he doesn't do it by voice like that you know what i mean he does it by his actions yeah i think that's where i struggled with bale some was his just i mean this would be a different topic but like we could literally just do a topic about just batman movies because they're just that there's that many and enough good stuff in them um and i gotta throw a shout out to heath ledger's joker that was amazing yeah. yeah you know i uh i don't think any obviously people give him credit and it's sad that he lost his life um during the, I guess the, I guess the movie was mostly done, or it was done. It was waiting to be released at that point. Uh, it sucks, sucks that that's kind of the last movie. It's like one of those where it was like he did such a damn good job. You're kind of glad that his act, quote unquote acting career kind of ended. But I wish his, you know, he obviously I wish he was still alive today. You know, yeah. uh, to be able to continue to make movies. That's something he decided to do. But it's hard to say there's a better Joker. You can you and we can we don't have to debate on Mark Hamill. Because I think he does a great job as Joker, especially for the cartoons. But for yeah. my money for live action, I don't think it gets any better than him. I think he even beats out um, Nicholson. Yeah, because I don't know. Nicholson just didn't. He, he didn't did. Con- he did the honest portrayal of what we thought Joker was based on the comics. Yeah, and that's a hard job to do. Yeah, whereas Heath Ledger kind of took it in a totally different direction. Right, like and he, then he grew as as Joker. Yeah, and now we have this piss poor version of oh, joking, 
Jared Leto fucking blows his Joker. I don't care yeah. what y'all say in the comments. Y'all can fight me on that. Uh, Never change my no. mind. I 100% agree. I uh, I watched Suicide Squad, and uh, it wasn't a bad movie. It was just kind of those like, eh, whatever. It wasn't too bad, but it wasn't a it wasn't a movie that I was like super thrilled about, especially considering. Yeah, it was an okay felt, DC movie. Yeah, well I, well, I felt like Will Smith is dead shot. Like he tried to take over the whole movie, and it's just like, yeah. And as much as I love uh, Will Smith as an actor. I don't feel like Deadshot. I don't. I don't know if it's that he didn't do it right, or if it yeah. just didn't fit him as a person. And this, well, and the the big problem is we have Deadshot in the Arrowverse, and we've seen him, and I liked the way he portrayed Deadshot. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then you're going to have Will Smith portray him like he's some like boisterous, over the top. I'm straight out of boys, uh, bad boys movie mm-hmm. here to play Deadshot, and it it just didn't work uh, for me personally. So I I didn't get it. So I, but but the point I'm making is that that was like my first experience to Jared Leto's Joker, and I was like, what the hell am I watching? Yeah, I I don't I don't understand. And then I haven't watched the movie The Joker with uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, but. It's yeah, on my list. That one was good. Uh, they say he's like the best one. I don't know. I haven't seen it. So. Well, see, the problem is, is like that movie hits completely different points from like the Joker in the comics. Right. Like that movie focuses more on like mental health and that whole aspect. I mean, you could, yeah, one could say that obviously Joker from the comics has mental health issues, but well, obviously that, that's not how we view it as yeah. kids. You know what I mean? It's just this right. dude's crazy. Yeah, yeah, we have some minor views on that for sure. But uh, hey, we're kids; we don't know the difference, right? Yeah. Um, it's funny we don't really think about cartoons in the same way that we would think about other things later in life. Um, this is me segueing into your anime talk, but a lot of these cartoons were such a big part of our lives. But like in the background thereof, more so than as a part of our true. Like, uh, like the way we view video games, right? Like we can talk, talk about these important days, times, periods. It's all stamped in our brains and, uh, doesn't really happen with cartoons, at least not for me and from the way it sounded, not really from you, but are for you. Not until this time period we're about to talk about. Um, once we hit to like middle school and then into high school, whatever we were watching, it seemed to really take over sort of what we were doing. And you spent time with the quote unquote water cooler talk. With your with your uh, friends and stuff, talking about the last uh, yesterday's episode and that sort of stuff. So, um, I'm gonna let you jump into it. Um, obviously, the only thing I'm gonna have any talk about is when we're talking about Dragon Ball Z. Uh, that's the only anime of any sort I've really watched. I watched a little bit of Dragon Ball, but not a lot. I couldn't really tell you much about it. But uh, and I didn't really watch any of the movies either. So I. I was one of those like I only got into Dragon Ball Z for like a two or three year period. The casual, that was it. yeah, I was definitely a casual. Uh, well, it was one of those where it's like a buddy of mine was like, "Man, you need to watch this show," and I'm like, "Okay, whatever, I don't care." Like, nah, like I'm talking to some girls, like you know that sort of weird stuff. Where it's like that weird time period in your life where you're like you're transitioning. So it's like I remember seventh grade. So my brother got into it a lot. And uh, he was way more into it. So I just kind of like, 
he kind of did that and I would go, I was still really into skateboarding too. So that would take up a lot of my time. So it was in those weird time periods, but uh, I'm going to stop talking now. So you can kind of jump into this whole anime thing. Alrighty. As far as anime movies go, I'm not a big anime fan, but I do have a couple shows that I watched other than Dragon Ball Z. And I'll just go ahead and name off the other three. Uh, the first one's Claymore. It's an okay anime. Not many people have probably seen it. Sword Art Online is a mo- uh, probably the most recent anime that I've watched. It uh, it had an awesome opening theme, which is what held my attention. Once again, I always go back to music. If you can get me with a good song, you at least got my attention for you know the good first half of the episode. Theme song sucks. I already turned it off. It was kind of cool because it was this basis of uh, this guy puts on a helmet and it it links your brain into an MMO game. So it's like putting your real life brain into a real life character within a realm. But the thing is, is the game creator turned off to where if you die, you actually die in the real world. So it's a pretty good storyline to follow, especially if you're a big gamer. The second one that I watched a lot was Full Metal Alchemist. It came out in 2001 and the manga sold over 70 million volumes, which is ridiculous if you think about it. It's just a a comic book, you know, selling over 70 million units for a comic book. It released, the English release was in 2005 and of that year, whenever it did come to America, it was the top selling uh, comic of the year. And Full Metal was made with two different versions as uh, TV shows. So you had Full Metal Alchemist, which was like just the cartoons, but it had a lot of filler material in there, which was stuff that was created that did not follow the actual manga. And whenever I say the word manga, for those of you who may not be, you know, anime literate, manga just means following the, the comic to what it was written. So like basically the the true blue story of how it was originally created. And Brotherhood actually followed. It came out after the original one. It came out in 2009. And once again, Full Metal Alchemist, it had it had really good openings. This was an anime that that shifted the openings as it went on. So it had like five or six different openings and they changed like per season or per episode number. So it just didn't become like, you know, that same Pokemon theme for every, every episode. Go ahead and get into Dragon Ball Z here. This one. Yeah, it's the good stuff right here. It came out in 1989. Granted, I wasn't watching it at 1989, but it came out in America in 1996. And I wasn't even watching it in 1996. I didn't start watching Dragon Ball Z until the Frieza saga. So I was in sixth grade. It was probably about 1999, 2000, somewhere around there. And then they released a movie, or not a movie, but another series called Dragon Ball Z Kai in 2011. And basically what that was is that was a series of Dragon Ball Z without all the filler material. So it was pretty much just the fights, and it stuck more towards the the canon side of it. Once again, once it re- it was released in America, Bruce Falconer, who was the guy that wrote all the audio for the songs, he 
killed it for me. I loved all the music that he wrote because when the show first released, it came with the original uh, Japanese song like Cha Cha Lada Cha Head or something. I don't, I don't know how to say it, but it was something like that. And then when it first came out to America in 96, it was actually the dub version was picked up by a uh, Saban and pioneer for distributor. And Saban was the same people that did the power Rangers. So whenever this time period came out, it had the uh, rock, the dragon as the theme song had that sick ass guitar riff, you know, like down, 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 down. And, uh, that was a pretty good intro because as even as a kid, that one kind of got you blood pumping too. As soon as you heard it. Um, but then after 1998, it, uh, for whatever reason, they stopped making it. I don't, I don't think it was, I think it was maybe being written and, uh, Funimation picked it back up in 2000 or 2000. They picked it back up in 1998 and that's when Bruce Falconer made all the music. It was made with less mature content because it was aired on cable TV at that point. Like once Funimation picked it back up. But I think the thing that made it good was the fact that whenever Funimation picked it up, it brought in the voice actors of uh, Christopher Sabat and Sean Schimmel, which if you look at the resume of Christopher Sabat, it is ridiculous how much stuff he voices in. Like, it's just crazy. And these two guys are still the voice actors for Vegeta and Goku. And Sabat does a ton of voices in this uh, anime. And they still do that to this day. I'll give him Bud a few minutes. Um, for me, Dragon Ball Z was a... Basically what happened was a buddy with mine was like, Hey man, you need to watch this show. And I was like, yeah man, I'm not. And <laughs> so what ended up happening was my brother... I was like, yeah, I'm going to start watching. I'm like, okay, whatever. And uh, you know how sometimes when someone's watching something and you're just kind of watching the background and then you're like, okay, it's kind of cool, man. So what ended up happening was I kind of got, I kind of started to fall into it because of the Cell Saga. That's what I got really into. And uh, it kind of went from there, but that's where I started. Basically, is in every single uh, voiceover for every single anime you listed uh, so that's pretty cool I'm talking about Christopher Sabat now um, yeah he did this is just Dragon Ball Z he did Piccolo, Vegeta, Yamcha Baby Dinosaur, Bubbles Birder another dinosaur, a dragon, Friar B Gauz, Grandpa Gohan Guru, Jace, or Jace Kami, King Piccolo King Vegeta, Corrin Lizard, Amez which those are just kind of like ambient voices. Moki, Mori, Mr. Popo, the news anchor, newscaster, the Ox King, uh, Purunga, which is the dragon off planet Nemec, Raccoon, Shinron, Turtle, Vegito, and Zarbon. Like, that's a lot of characters for one man to do. And for them to all kind of have, at least the, the important ones, to still kind of have their own sort of feel Differences, to yeah. And then he did some work in Full Metal Alchemist, Alex Armstrong. Another cool thing I just I just found out he uh, he actually done voice work in the game that I currently play called Smite, which I thought that was pretty sweet. 
He was also in Claymore up there, too. Oh, oh was he? Yeah, I saw it up there when you were scrolling. Oh, okay. It, I didn't, I didn't even know that. Yeah. I was like, hey, that's pretty cool. Um, but to go back to my story, to finish it up, uh, yeah, the cell, the cell saga sort of pulled me in, and I'll, I'll butt in when that time comes, when we start talking about that. But, uh, yeah, I missed out on Frieza because I didn't want to talk about it with my, <laughs> because uh, I didn't, I didn't get into it till a little bit later. But that's what it was originally. That's what he was trying to get me to watch, and uh, I didn't get into it. And then he was like, "Well, now's the best time to watch because it's over, and they're starting a new kind of like season slash." storyline and then it kind of led into that and that's where i started uh my particular my short run with dragon ball z oh wow look he did voice acting on borderlands too yeah crazy god that is wild man call of duty world war 2 borderlands 3 deuce x halo wars saints row look at all these characters he did with smite on her own uh ganesha Fenrir, Geb, Hebo, Hebro, Infinity Wave, Hebo, Moonlight Love, Jade Rabbit, which are different skins in Zeus. Yeah. Walking Dead Survival Instinct. Like I said, this this guy's the he's the godfather of voiceovering. I'm I'm certain. Yeah. He's just like a normal dude, don't he? <laughs> just a normal guy. But yeah, I'll let you keep rolling with your with your uh geeking out here on yeah, Dragon Ball Z. My spiel. Yeah. Yeah. So before we start getting into some of the story arcs, they also made movies. There's 20 movies total. These are animated movies, by the way. And all of these movies, with the exception of um, three of them, were not canon, which means they didn't follow the comics. They were just kind of written as a what-if speculation. Some of those movies I watched was The Tree of Might, uh, Cooler's Revenge, which introduced Cooler, which was Freeze's brother. Um, Super Android 13, Broly. I mean, I don't even have to explain him. You guys, my my DBZ boys, they know about Broly. I watched the first Broly, the second coming, and Bio Broly. Fusion Reborn, which featured a guy named Janaba, but that was the first time that he went Super Saiyan Gogeta, because in the show he had only gone uh, Super Saiyan Vegito, which there is a difference. And then... We get on to Battle of the Gods, which is like we're getting into recent movie territory now. So Battle of the Gods introduced Beerus, and it was also the first movie that Akira Toriyama wrote, which Akira Toriyama is the guy that actually wrote the whole series of Dragon Ball all the way up to where we're at now in Dragon Ball Super. Then there was Resurrection F and Dragon Ball Super Broly. I guess we'll go ahead and get into some of the arcs. Or we go into like that live the live action stuff because that'll just ruin the whole segment once we start talking about that. Did you ever yeah. watch that movie? No, I, I was I wasn't convinced to watch it from the trailer. I uh I actually tried to watch it for like I don't know, five minutes. I think it was on some streaming service, so I was like, I'll give it a shot. And I didn't make it very far and I was like, All right, buddy, I'm done. All right. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll get to that after after we get through the good stuff, because right. that'll be a good way to end the show with how, how yeah. much of a shit show that was. First time watching Dragon Ball Z, I came in halfway through the Frieza saga. Uh, never forget, it was sixth grade. My friend at the time named Hans, he got me into watching this, 
and this was something that we used to watch. We go home and watch it, and then we talk about the episode like literally all day the next day. <laughs> so it had this huge social aspect. Is half the reason why it, it kind of cap captured me was because I could go home and watch this you know thirty minute episode, and then go have a conversation with my friend the next day in school, damn near all day about it. Uh, I want just to interject real quick. I think that was part of the problem with me was I actually didn't have any classes with any other kid in school. Like, they all went to the same school, but because of how big our school was, um, we kind of got, like, grouped together, and I wasn't grouped with any of my friends at home, so I didn't have the opportunity to kind of, like, talk during class. We're supposed to be learning and stuff, so I didn't really have the same uh, social aspect. Now, we we would talk, like, afterwards, uh, like, because, you know, it... it what what time did it it usually ran at like three thirty or four or something like that. And uh so we would go out and like hang out because we all lived on the same street. So we would hang out and talk about it right afterwards. Um but it wasn't I guess it wasn't the same for me personally with the same sort of aspect that you were running. Yeah, I mean that's another thing too is when you especially going through school, you know, because you, you definitely want to have similar interests with your friends. Back in that time, you know, it's like everything's everything's such a judgmental period. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're, you're kind of watching how you act and and what you what you wear to school, what kind of music you're listening to, what kind of kids that you're starting to hang out with. You know, it ain't like you know us now. Like I don't care who you are, I'll talk to you. I don't care what you do as a job. I don't care what you look like. I, I just don't care. You know, but as a kid, you're like, well, I can't be seen talking to this kid because he don't fit into my clique of friends, you know. So, yeah, it, def- it never it never made sense to me personally. Uh, it, once you grow out of it, right? Like in the time yeah. period, in the moment, it's different. But yeah. But yeah, that that definitely helps keeping your attention towards anything going through that time of your life. Like, especially, like I said, sixth grade, seven, eighth, you know, those are super imperative developmental years you know as a person because you're kind of coming out of being a kid and heading more towards that teenager phase and you know the the end of your teenager phase you're, you're kind of starting to become you're starting to kind of morph into the person you're you're about to become for the rest of your life like yep. me i'm still pretty much the same i was at the end of high school the only difference is i'm just burnt out on life you know because when you get out of high school you know just all your fun kind of goes downhill, you know, you got to, you know, do the working thing and pay all the taxes and, you know, all the stuff that comes up unexpectedly at you. Yeah, I mean, it, it just drags you down. It's not like how you was when you were in high school, you know, yeah. but mentally, I'm still a, the same person. I'm still an idiot. I'm still stupid. Still have a pretty decent outlook on things, but yeah, that time <laughs> that was a terrible segue. But <laughs> hey. uh, the, <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think that the funny thing about a lot of it was uh, it's still innocent, right? We still kind of like we haven't really figured nothing out, but we're starting to kind of figure it out. So this kind of this actually for a lot of for me personally, this that's what I, I enjoyed about the cell saga. And uh, we're not there yet, but that's why I enjoyed about that was like it kind of reminded me of a lot of that and like. Not that my dad didn't root me on, but like I guess it was I guess I enjoyed the way like Goku well, I did not enjoy the way Goku treated Gohan. Goku is the weirdest character in any series ever. 
nothing he does makes <laughs> any sense. Like me and John, uh, Lil John, we joke about this all the time. And uh, I say Goku is like the worst superhero ever. Like, well, he's not a he re- superhero though. Well, I, that's exactly my point though. He's like the worst. Well, in the in the show, he's always the one who has to. Well, except for the Cell Saga, who's supposed to like save the day, right? Yeah. So in a lot of ways, he's supposed to be a superhero. We're supposed to love him because he is the superhero, right? But he is like the exact opposite. He is lazy. He doesn't care. He just wants to eat all day long, and like he just he doesn't want to take responsibility for anything. I he's don't like see the, the issue here. But I'm saying he's the exact opposite of what like. No, he's not Superman mar- or Captain America. Yeah, he's like the exact opposite. He has like no moral, like compass. Like you'd be like, Goku, we need you to help. And he's like, Well, there's like nine other dudes here. What do you need me for? He's like, like throw Yamcha out there. Let's see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like that's not how it works, dude. Like uh, I just but, remember him not not wanting to fight like anybody. He's like, I'm retired. I don't want to do it. You know. But you're also talking about a guy that likes Deadpool, and he is not a role model by any sorts. No, but you think about Deadpool was at least he had morals. Like he still showed up to the fight. Ish. I know, but he still showed up to the fight, right? Like he still went and fought anytime he had to. Like hey, Goku, Goku shows up, he just happens to show up at the crap. last ten minutes. Yeah, like he will let every one of his friends die, and then he will kill the guy and then use Dragon Balls to revive them all. Well, wouldn't like, you do that if you knew that such an item existed in the real world? No, you save him. Why do you like? Why do you let Piccolo like get his arm ripped off? Because he can regenerate times? it. It's like <laughs> push my son to the brink of like death. Now, granted, he ended up beating Cell, but my God, it's that's just, how Saiyans grow stronger, man. Near death experiences, and you feel bad for Vegeta because he's the exact opposite. I do. He like just he just wants to be the best, and Goku just is like naturally so much better so yeah. you, you just feel so bad for vegeta because he just is like I'll, i train as hard as i possibly can i do absolutely everything that i can he's 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 a superhero yeah and he it does. just never worked out he's the one that's always training night and day and and constantly fixated on being the strongest in the universe only just to yeah. keep up with goku yeah and then goku just like goes in the high like he's like oh let me train just a smidge and he like flicks a you know he's like dilly dallying and then all of a sudden he's like the you know what i mean it's just i, I just looking back on it, especially now like even as a kid i was like wait i was supposed to root for goku you know it's like huh like what what is going on and then i hate what they did to gohan after he kills cell and like yeah I like too. gohan uh, what do they call him saiyan man and like all that stuff yeah, they and then they, he becomes a punk. Yeah, they they shit on Gohan. Like he was so badass. Like I remember, like you know that weird feeling you get in your chest when it's like, oh my god, it's happening. Like I yeah. had that happen when when he beat the shit out of all little mini cells. And like then he, when he turned he, Super Saiyan two. Yeah, man, that was yeah. awesome. I was like, oh my god. I was like, no freaking way. Because you know, you, you that was the debate, right? Who's gonna finally kill Cell? Mm-hmm. And like me and my buddies are trying to figure it out. No one would have picked Gohan. Nobody. Uh, it was always like, oh, Goku will find a way because Goku dies, right? Yeah. 
yeah, so he like he sacrifices himself on purpose uh, to to kind of like push Gohan, which is so funny. That's not what pushed Gohan to the brink. It was like Android thirteen or one of the androids dying, right? Yeah, it was sixteen. Uh, sixteen, yeah. Uh, him getting his head smushed. That's what pushed him to the edge, but or yeah, pushed him whole, over the edge. The whole the whole cinematic to that was he kicked Android sixteen over, and then sixteen told him to let go. It's okay to let your emotions run. And then Cell yep. came over and squished his head. Goku turned, or not, uh, Gohan turned into Super Saiyan 2. And then he was wiping the floor with all the Cell Juniors. And then he wiped the floor with Cell. But then he got cocky because he's still a teenager. And yep. Goku even told him to quit playing around with him. But Gohan's <laughs> all like, no, he needs to pay for what he's done. And you yep. should have listened to your dad because he came back. And then he spit up the androids and he went back to a second stage. Then he blew up like a big balloon that he was going to destroy the whole planet. So Goku, being the good guy, he grabbed hold of Cell and instant transmission to King Kai's planet, then destroyed <laughs> himself, and then Cell came back. And then the next thing you know, yeah. Gohan's got one arm. Yeah. Yeah, I, re- I remember the picture of like Gohan holding his arm. He's like... Ugh. He's like walking. I just remember that part. The infamous... Uh, and- yeah, the infamous father son Kamehameha. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Uh, I the whole cell saga is still pretty funny too, because like, who's the uh, what was his name, Herculeon or something? Oh, Mister Hercule. Yeah, Mister like, Satan. What the hell? Like, what is he doing here? You know, like I just because yeah, it did it all. He's the goofy character in the in the bunch. Yeah, I guess he was his his job. He well, he was he like. He was the mortal, you know. I mean, he's like, yeah, like Hercule would be like our Arnold Schwarzenegger or yeah, yeah, whoever yeah. the world's strongest man is. That would be like yeah. our Hercule. <laughs> and it's funny well, because was, you see, fake. yeah, you see these people. It's like, okay, well, if that guy is the world's strongest man, he ain't he ain't even nothing compared to even yeah. Yamcha, you know? Yeah, and Yamcha's like a, him and Krillin. Like I always joke about Krillin too, because you know, if, in Yamcha, really. In Dragon Ball, they were like pretty, they were like keeping pace with Goku, like in yeah. terms of their growth and like their power level and stuff. And like, I remember because I, I tried to watch Dragon Ball too because it came on either after or before, I can't remember. And uh, I remember him and like they were in a tournament and, and uh, Goku had to fight Yamcha. And they were like, Yamcha is really tough with his like whatever his wolf fang claw or whatever the hell it was called. And uh, I was like, because I had already watched Dragon Ball Z, and I'm like, fucking Yamcha? What are you talking about? You know? <laughs> and they're like, no, he's like, you know, because at that time period, they were just introducing him, and he was like a big deal. Yeah, Goku was a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And same goes for Krillin, because Krillin was like a, uh, you know, he was like on par with him. They were training together. And then all we see is Krillin throwing those Destructo discs and like Cell laughing at him, right? Like, it's, it's like, yeah. Uh, okay. Oh. All they did in Dragon Ball Z was they took the uh, top rank for most deaths. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, re- <laughs> I remember uh, before, I guess it was before Cell, or maybe it was right when he transformed, and they were waiting on Goku. So they sent like Yamcha, and they sent Krillin, and they sent Piccolo and all of them to fight him. So he would like fight them all, I guess, one-on-one. And I just remember like Yamcha getting his ass kicked. Yeah, and immediately. It's like, yeah, he like didn't last very long, but at least he was brave. Like he he walked out and was like, "Let's let's do this shit." 
Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, <laughs> Piccolo, Piccolo, they always made like he kind of, he held his own, but, you know, then he got beat. And then, of course, Vegeta yeah. comes in. It's like, oh, well, here we go. Vegeta's the second strongest of the group. And then Vegeta being Vegeta, he's like, I want to fight you at your full strength. So I'll let yeah, you absorb this other android. Yeah. Like a freaking idiot. Like, yeah. That's, that's like Vegeta in a nutshell, right? And then he gets his ass kicked and he's like, God damn it. Yeah. But that, rot. yeah, you know? that, that's what drives his personality, though, is he, he wants yeah. to be the best. He wants to, but he fight never the is. Best. Like, yeah. <laughs> Kakarot. I just remember him yelling that all the time. Uh, yeah, Dragon Ball Z was a. It's so funny that I can remember so much of this stuff because I literally only watched. I can only really remember the Cell Saga at all, and I don't even remember. I, I just remember Gohan winning. I don't even remember the part where like Cell really isn't dead because then doesn't Boo like eat Cell later on? No, no, that has nothing to do. I thought thought I remember that. I don't know. Um. So then, does he eventually beat Cell? I don't remember. Who Gohan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 the, the Kamehameha together, right? That that ends him. Mm-hmm. The the fa- yeah, okay. the father son Kamehameha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and King Kai in his world too. Yeah, oh. man. I tell you though, as far as Dragon Ball Z goes, whenever Goku came back, this was during the uh, this was during the Buu saga. This is whenever they were trying to get Goten and Trunks to fuse together. Yeah. And Trunks, like, because Goku was, he had a pass to come back from the dead. So he only had like a couple minutes left, like half an hour or some shit. And Trunks and all of them were like, well, we would be more beneficial if you just showed us how to get to Super Saiyan 3. And man, when he went Super Saiyan 3, I got chills. Like yeah. that. That music that was played behind that animation, bruh, <laughs> like, that that was that. And you're talking to a guy too that I used to watch uh, these AMVs on YouTube at the time. You know, it's where people like split clips of different fight scenes in Dragon Ball Z, oh, and they yeah. pair them. They pair them with like songs and stuff, and kind of match them to the beat of the music. I used to watch this stuff all day. Yeah, you definitely were more into it than me. Uh, John, little John, because he, you know, it's so funny. You guys are probably more, have more in common than you know, because oh, John sure. was really into, you and John were really into Dragon Ball Z. He was too, but he also watched, like, later on, He there's like a, um, I wish I could remember their name so I could give them a shout out, but they do like a, a shortened version where it's like, they make jokes of like, oh, well, Goku's just lazy today, or he doesn't. You know what I'm saying? Like they make jokes about it. I can't remember what it's called, but mm-hmm. uh, that's what he would watch. It, it basically follows the same storyline, but instead of it being like Cell took one punch and that's all that happened this episode, and the next episode Goku hit him back, you know, uh, it just short it shortens it, you know. Yeah, uh, like like we was talking about earlier, how Frieza went to go blow up the planet, and then he's like, five minutes, and this planet will be detonated. And that was three weeks worth of episodes. Yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> I think that's what, like I said, that's kind of what kind of turned me off after I realized what was going on. Because yeah. certain, even, even know, as a kid, you realize that like, this is a long five minutes. Yeah. And it's as like, an adult, like- and as an adult, you're just like, all right, I'm done with this shit. Yeah. So uh, I just remember like, uh, well, cause some of the fight scenes, 
they would they would be a full fight and it would end. So like if it was like uh, like Mr. Herculean or whatever Her- whatever Hercule when he would fight somebody, there would be like a quick fight. Mm-hmm. Or you know when they were doing the tournaments, there would be actual fights where you'd see clips and clips and clips. And then you would have like when a big fight happened, it was like seven episodes long, and it's like my god, it's it's winter time now. What the, what the hell just happened? You know. And uh, I think that's one of the parts that always kind of frustrated me was it just took too long. And I get it, but you know, it is it was a little frustrating for me personally. But I definitely enjoyed the show. Uh, if they could kind of cut out some of the filler, but I get why they did it. Yeah, and that too. That's why Dragon Ball Z Kai was made because. I personally, I love the filler episodes, like especially after the Cell Saga when they were teaching Videl how to fly. They were like, you know, you, you take this, you know, key and you center it towards your stomach and then you push down and that's what causes you to fly. So they were kind of bridging the gap between cartoon fantasy to real world, uh, I guess, execution. And even when Gohan went to high school, like it was fun watching him play baseball you know, because he's this super strong guy and he he goes to like just barely tap the baseball and sends it into outer space. But yeah. I, I love the filler stuff. There's a lot of people well, that don't. And, and I understand why I get it. I get that it's not everybody's cup of tea. Well, I don't necessarily dislike those episodes. My issue is like dragging a fight scene or planning Namek blowing up five minutes, three episodes. And that's like an hour and a half, dude. Yeah. But like those sort of things where they would drag some of the fight scenes out and uh, like they would fight for a little bit and then they would cut back and then they would just be like puffing and puffing there for like three episodes, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just like those sort of things is what frustrated me, I guess. It wasn't necessarily filler episodes. I didn't mind backstory or learning new things uh, until it came to like saying, man, and like the way they treated Gohan later after the Cell Saga. Like I thought that was bullshit, but. You know, it is what it is. It's just kind of the way it went. But, uh, yeah. I, overall, I mean, I think the show's obviously really good. I just, I tried to rewatch it because uh, it's on Hulu. I'm not sure if it's still on Hulu, but it was. And uh, I'm not into it, man. <laughs> I, could, I couldn't do it. I think if I had like a shortened version that kind of condensed a lot of that, like I said, the filler of terms of like the fighting scenes and those sort of things, I could probably watch it a lot more. Yeah, it's just... For me, it's just something that I I really loved it as a kid. And I kind of stopped loving it when I was in high school. And then I picked it back up like when I got out of high school. And I've just been on it ever since. Like any video game that comes out, like I said this in another podcast, any video game that has Dragon Ball Z in the title, I'm buying it. I'm playing it. It's going to be the same story. Don't care. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it. And I'm probably going to have fun with it. Um, yeah, so I mean, Dragon Ball Z for you is what wrestling was to me. Like yeah. I was, I was always a wrestling fan, and like you, you would phase in and out of it over time, just the way it works. Uh, but I guess, I guess part of it was I, I don't know. Like I, I was a wrestling fan before, like the quote unquote Attitude Era when it became huge. So it was always really different for me. And then it was like, finally felt like you could talk to other people about it, and like uh, besides my brother, because me and him would watch it together, of course. And uh, it wasn't until the attitude era I felt like I could talk to people and like people would like, like, oh, that's fake. You know, it's like, that's not really the point. Okay. Yeah. We get yeah. it. You know, it's not the point. Uh, see, see, I was one of those people. I didn't start watching until the attitude era because right. 
I didn't care much for the actual wrestling matches themselves. I was one of them people. I liked the the promos and all the the violence with the promos, which would be the matches. But I didn't care for just like the straight wrestling matches. You know, I wanted to see like the street matches and the hardcore and the hell in the cells and the last man stand, like that kind of stuff. I didn't just want to see Stone Cold and The Rock lock up in a normal match. It was boring to me. Yeah, I guess I just got in, in, like engaged with the. I've always been. I enjoy a good. I like, I enjoy a good comedy, like stand up comedian and that sort of stuff. But I've always been more like a physical person when it comes to comedy or anything like that. So I guess I really I, maybe that's why I don't know. But I've always enjoyed them. I mean, there's some acts I, I can't watch Raw every week, um, or SmackDown or whatever. I don't really watch it weekly because I just can't because a three minute match kind of sucks no matter how good you try to do it, you know, uh, and they're not all enhancement talent. Like back in the day when we'd watch and you watch this guy get beat up by somebody you're like, man, he's going to be somebody, you know, that sort of thing. It was a different you're telling a different story. Um, so I guess for me, it was I, I don't know. It just was what it was. I, I always enjoyed the matches and like I we would always wager on who's going to win. And then I just remember the feelings of like getting upset or excited and, you know, it just, it, yeah, it, it's like a sporting event to you, like watching yeah, a football it, game now. Yeah. It really, it threw me in all the different gamut of emotions, which is what was important, which is what I really enjoyed, as, especially as a kid, you know? Um, but we're not here to talk about wrestling. So I'll let you finish up with your Dragon wrestling. Ball Z. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Let's just, let's just go ahead and, and shift gears here and, and get into the, uh, the only okay, there was there was three live action movies, but two of them were unofficial, and one of them only released in Japan. I don't know what the other one was that released in America. It wasn't very good, but the mainstream one that we all know was Dragon Ball Evolution. God, what a fucking shit show that was! Uh, to give you an idea, here's the thing though. It was budgeted at $30 million, and it sold 58 so it still made profit. Yeah, But it, it had a score of 3.6 out of 10 on Rotten Tomatoes, 45 out of 100 from Metacritic. Yeah, It was supposed to be an intro, because it was supposed to be an actual series. Like, I think their plan was to do, you know, like Dragon Ball, and then go into Dragon Ball Z, and then the different sagas, or the different arcs in Dragon Ball Z. But because it did so shitty... They just said no. And it was kind of funny because Akira Toriyama himself even said that he was done with the Dragon Ball era. Like he had already put all that work behind him. But seeing that film actually made him mad. Which is pretty bad when you take somebody's collection of work and turn it into something that they hate. Yeah. And then I have a quote here I pulled from the internet. I'm going to read this whole quote out. Because it needs to be read. This is from Ben Ramsey, who wrote Dragon Ball Evolution, like the whole movie. He said, To have something with my name on it as the writer be so globally reveled is gut-wrenching. To receive hate mail from all over the world is heartbreaking. I went into the project chasing after a big payday, not as a fan of the franchise, but as a businessman taking on an assignment. I have learned that when you go into a creative endeavor without passion, you come out with sub-optimal results, and sometimes flat-out garbage. So I'm not blaming anyone for Dragon Ball Evolution but myself. 
And the biggest part I have with what he even said, and he even admitted it, is when he said, I went into the project chasing after a big payday. And you know what? You got to respect him for that. But at the same time, it, in my mind, it's one thing to take on a new project that has no life of its own, that doesn't have anything that you can pull your information from. It's a totally mm-hmm. different thing to have a giant. I mean, dude, you could have picked any any number of things to have given some some credence or some effort or some ideology or anything. Hell, you could have tried to call, um, you know, uh, well, I can't remember his name, Akira himself or something. You know what I'm saying? Did did your research? I mean, you want to get a big payday? Well, do your job. Yeah. Like, it, you may not be a fan of something, but it doesn't mean that you can't. You could talk to any. Just, just, just. Literally, if you'd have just pulled anybody who has watched Dragon Ball Z, they could have at least gave you the heart to it, the why, because why you love it, uh, why I enjoyed it, is is pretty simple. You know what I mean? Like it's not like it's that hard to encapsulate those things and those feelings. At least not in my mind, you know. Well, I mean, it's even like you look at. Have you ever seen that video on YouTube that is like the live action version that's fan made? No, I, I, I'll be honest. I don't do a lot of Dragon Ball Z research. Okay. I'm not meaning to sound crass. I'm just saying. I just, no, no, I, you're you're good. I understand. But yeah, someone yeah. made someone made a live action um, kind of version themselves mm-hmm. it was just fan made it was made with like a collection of people and it's called light of hope right. and it has no big studio behind them these are just people doing this stuff you know like in their house and that was a million times better than this big box office yeah. produced movie <laughs> well and that's the thing it doesn't matter how much money you have it doesn't mean you're going to be successful i mean obviously it was successful in terms of making money but yeah it'd be like if you tried to take star wars and you don't know anything about Star Wars other than the fact that it's set in space and that these guys have lightsabers. That if you tried to make something off of that with not, like you said, researching your content, it's gonna flop. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen it. I mean, we've we've both seen it numerous times. Where, well, hell, I mean, well, Mario. I don't want to. I don't. Yeah, I don't want to throw DC under the bus anymore. But, um. Hmm. There's a reason why certain things work and certain things don't work. And I get it that you want to, and I'm not speaking specifically about Mr. Ramsey here, but I get that you want to have some creative freedom to be able to kind of push it in whatever direction you want to. But you also have a, you have a ownership or a, uh, you have a, what's the word I'm looking for? Like you owe the people. Yeah, your job is, but you owe these people to at least have, some semblance of what they know. Yeah, to make it true enjoy. to make it true to the source material of which it was created from. Right. Like you said, it's it, it's okay to branch out, put your own little flavor on it, but you've got to keep it like it is in the original content. You right. can't you can't go out here into left field just with the overall idea of something. That stuff doesn't work. People like this the things that they like for a set reason. They don't like Dragon Ball Z just because these guys have golden hair. Yeah. Oh, that's a big part of it. It is, but there, there's <laughs> there's there's other reasons why people like yeah. this anime. And oh, I don't 100%. care 
I don't care what anybody says, I would probably say Dragon Ball Z is probably one of the most successful animes ever written. Yeah, so, if you if you're like into those people who are like really into animes, they'll say it's not really one, but or they try to dis- dismiss it as one, but yeah, listen, because it's so popular. It's like a gateway drug, man. It's like it's where you get started. Um and then you grow from there. Like uh one of my kids, he's he's gotten into to anime. I haven't really walked down that road with him talking about it, but like I was like, go watch Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z on, on Hulu and uh, make sure you find the dub version, not the Japanese version. So you understand what's going on. Uh, but you know, watch those. That's an anime. And he's like, and he kind of looked at me goofy. He's like, that's not, I think he tried to watch. He's like, that's not anime. like in his mind. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, because uh, animes today follow, they follow more of an actual story. Dragon Ball yeah. Z is just kind of all over the place. And truth be told, in that aspect, Dragon Ball Z, even to me, it falls short of like being a good storyteller. What makes it so good for me is the the just creativity behind all the different forms and the fights, the filler the material. It it's yeah, and the characters. It's not yeah. it's not a matter of Dragon Ball, the story from Dragon Ball to Dragon Ball Super, because there is really no story there. Like, if you were to try and correlate the timelines between Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Super, dude, it's all over the place. It's like trying to correlate the timeline from Superman Episode 1 to Superman where we're at now. You know, it's just, it's so all over the place. And that's why, like I mentioned earlier, comic books, Marvel and DC, they, they reboot their universes. They have to. But it makes yeah, it confusing yeah. as fans because you're like, well, Superman was this strong because he did this. Or Prime Superman is the strongest, but Prime Superman's not an original. Like, you're arguing Prime Superman versus, you know, Ultra Instinct Goku here. Like, that, they're not yeah. in the same timeline, so this isn't fair. Yeah, well, and I think one thing, like, we, we just talked about when uh, the way it made us feel when... Uh, like trunks are not trunks. I'm sorry. When Gohan like went Super Saiyan two, and uh, I'm not saying that other animes can't do that. That's what I'm saying. But like, there's a primal like instinctual feeling that you get like when you're attached to something. You know, like I I can remember the moment when that happened. You know what I mean? Like I can remember that moment. There's not a lot of moments I can remember when I was like in middle school, but like that one. Like there's like two ones I can top right off the top of my head. My dad playing basketball with us because he never did because he worked a lot. And he was off one day and we were outside playing basketball and he's like, I'll come show you kids how to play basketball. And like, mm-hmm. you know, I remember that. And then I remember like Gohan going Super Saiyan two and like beating up on all the little mini cells. Like I was like, hell yeah. And the way it made you feel. Yeah. Like, and that's, you can't that's explain you- that. You know? That's why you remember that stuff so vividly is because obviously yeah. it had such a big impact on you. Like we all have right, memories right. that we we know that we done and we kind of got to take a couple seconds to ourselves and recollect the memory, you know, out of our brain. And then, like you said, there's some that you just, you know, just right there off the tip of your tongue. You you remember it like it was yesterday. Right. Like I like when we were trying to talk about some of the other cartoons, it's like. As much as I want to like have that, I didn't have one of those like moments where I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Like I can't, yeah, believe, you know. There's just, a bunch of a bunch of like uh, trying to trying yeah, to pull the memory out. You know, it's like I know I yeah. watched this, 
And now yeah. I got to talk about it, but I don't remember <laughs> it. But I do know I watched it. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I mean, Tom and Jerry, and those, those are all just like, they're all just slapstick comedy and that sort of stuff. So it's just a different style. But yeah, it's just, it didn't really, it doesn't really pull on your heartstrings like, like this stuff did. Like when, uh, you know, certain people would die. And like, I was always like a underdog fan for Krillin and Yamcha. They were my two dudes, man. Uh, but they were just, they were there to die. <laughs> Unfortunately, you know, they were just two guys who were, who wanted to be strong. Like I can remember, and this is maybe me making it up, but I remember him out there with, uh, what's the name of the old guy? Like that lived on his own little island out there. I can't oh, remember Master Roshi. Yeah, Master Roshi. Uh, and I remember them like calling for Krillin to come help. And it's like, you're like, come on now. Come <laughs> on. What's Krillin going to do? You know, but you, you wish. Like, I remember he got the upper hand on Cell, like, for one little small tidbit. And I was like, Krillin's going to do it. And then he got, like, he got, like, killed the next, you know, the next se- sequence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I just, I think that's part of it, right? They did a great job just developing a lot of those characters, just giving you so many people to kind of root for, even though you knew. That no matter how hard he tried, Krillin and Krillin, and he even admits that he has basically resigned himself to being like I, I you know, I'm an old man, I can't do it anymore, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know. you know, you know, when you watch Dragon Ball Super, even to this day, you know Goku's going to win. That's just how it yeah. works, right? Yep, he's just but, there to. But as far as like recollecting those memories, like you said, generally most of the time they always bring out an emotion for you, and. In real live action movies, that emotion is a lot easier to achieve, especially when you start getting into like sad movies and stuff or horror movies yeah. where it scares you. It's hard to do that with a cartoon because you yeah, know it's I a agree. cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. I there's, can't there's think nothing, of very many. There's nothing to relate with in a cartoon because you know it's a cartoon. You know it's a fictional universe. When you watch a live action movie, you know it's just a movie, but it's everything's live action. So you, you have yeah. a lot to really immerse yourself in that screen and, yep. and kind of put yeah. yourself in that situation. You're like, yeah, this could really happen. Right. Yeah, I agree. I think there's only been a couple, like uh, there's a few in like some of the Batman series that kind of got me not to the same extent, but that they kind of got me um, oddly enough in that newer version of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. There was a couple times that it kind of got me. Um, or like I mentioned earlier, when when I but, thought Pikachu was dead in the Pokemon movie, yeah, you know, yeah, and it's like, but it's, it's because you have an attachment to Pikachu, you know, and we had an yeah. attachment, you know, and it's like, um, you just want them to be successful, and want them to be, you know, definitely don't want them to be dead. Um, I think people would have rioted if Pikachu died. I think every kid in that movie theater would have rioted at that point. Had <laughs> they just all just walk out died. at that point? <laughs> no, no, no. Y'all have been throwing shit. Y'all have been so mad. Could you imagine? <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh man, I could not. Ah, the whole world would have collapsed. Um, yeah, because you I'm, know what's up? I'm pretty sure Pikachu's still the main Mahone even to this day in Pokemon, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I haven't really. Once you get past like three, five, eight, they're like over a thousand damn Pokemon now. It's like that's just a bit too much for me. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like it's you, too, it's too you look much. at like. Pokemon Go and its popularity. Like yeah. I, I didn't really play it when it came out, but I know even a lot of my personal friends that are, like I said, 30, 32 years old, they're out here playing Pokemon on their cell phone. 
Yeah, I think it was, uh, you know, because Nintendo, whatever their licensing agreement is, you know, they, they're the only ones really making games, which I thought it was weird that they, but I guess it's not really the game, right? Because Nintendo has released uh, some other Mario games and stuff, but they're not, they're not really Mario. And it's not, re- I mean, I guess Pokemon Go is doing well and they're making oh, you a mean lot of like, money. You mean like that but, Mario run game that they dropped? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like an auto scroller, you got to click it to make him jump. Yeah, yeah, that sort of stuff. Where they were like bringing his name to to the mobile world, and I guess it was just to kind of stick their foot in the water. Uh, Well, you got to think it's 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 back to that aspect of in Pokemon Go, you get all these cool Pokemon that you capture, and I guess you can trade them in that game. So that yeah, you can. That right there just brings that whole social aspect back to gaming. You know, you go out here and even if you fake where you are, you know, like if you set like you're in Egypt or something to go catch a Pokemon, you go and do this and and get all these Pokemon and get them high level. Then you can trade them to your people. Yeah, they also have Mario Kart on here as well, by the way. Uh, But would you pay like five bucks to play Super Mario Brothers three on maybe not on a, a tablet would be easier to play on, but uh. I wouldn't because like I, I still have the original hardware in the games. <laughs> yeah, and so regardless have, of that, that. <laughs> regardless of that, I know what emulators are, so I just download them for free. You know, I wouldn't pay money for it. No. Yeah, I would. I probably would pay a couple bucks. Like it's not that big of a deal. I wouldn't. I'm um, stingy. The effort, the amount of effort you have to put in versus what I would just buy, it'd be so much easier. No, I'm, um, a, I'm a man of principle. I'm not supporting it. Well, like so, that's why I was playing the Sonic games, right? Because they're they're free. They have ads in them, I guess. But like running through some of the old Sonic games was fun, and I think that would be fun to do that in Mario. But I doubt it would come. Uh, I and I would I would pay a couple bucks, you know, all the memories I have with that sort of stuff. But that's I can't, all totally I can't, thing. I can't play mobile games, man, because like I already see how it works. You go and boot up Sonic, and you run through the first stage, and you get a thirty second video you got to watch. And you run through the second stage and you got a minute long video you got to watch. I'm just done with advertisements and mobile games are the absolute worst offenders. Uh, I think YouTube's worse, but I agree. Well, some mobile games are worse than others, but yeah, um, like I played a mobile game the other day that was like the kind of like the how clever are you where they they tell you to pick like the biggest number and it's like one, two, three and one's actually a bigger on the screen than three is that kind of game. And right. after every freaking quiz, there's a damn ad that pops up. It's like <laughs> after the second thing, I'm like, uninstall. I'm done with this shit. Like you are yeah. never going to get me to pay whatever amount of money. It could be 99 cent. You're never going to get me to pay that to get ads off this game. I'm just not <laughs> going to play your game. That's how that works. <laughs> so I know I'm not uh, the only one. No, but I'm sure there's a lot of people who do. I mean, like well, in obviously, my mind, that's why they do it, right? Somebody has yeah. to pay this stuff to make it work. Well, like so, for example, on the Sonic games, I just I had I just loaded it up. I hadn't done it in a while. Basically, two bucks and you get the game completely, no ads, whatever. Too expensive. It's really, not, but like you spent sixty dollars on Anthem that you put less than eight hours into, probably. That's different. Like, they lied to me. But I'm just saying, like, in my mind, 
And I think that's part of the problem, right? We had like this weird, this is totally not the topic we're talking about, but we, we have this weird feeling with like mobile is supposed to be significantly cheaper than regular gaming, supposed but to like be. it's, it's fastly catching up to real gaming. So I don't think three, $2 to play a un basically I'm gaining access to Sonic the Hedgehog, the original or Sonic. Well, I wouldn't buy the original. I'd buy number two because that's my favorite one of all time. But it's one of those things where like two bucks really isn't that big of a deal. Like you like accidentally lose two dollars of change that fall out of your pocket. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not I mean I don't. I don't anymore, but like I'm sure you spend two dollars on dumb shit every day. My pockets you know, ain't got do. holes in them. I'm not into yeah. that kind of activity. <laughs> but you know, two bucks isn't that big of a deal. Hey, two bucks is uh two McDoubles. Not two double cheeseburgers, because that piece of cheese costs 19 cents. <laughs> but you've got taxes, brother. Yeah, we, we don't pay taxes where we're at. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, now the IRS is on me. They're I'm getting audited. I'm getting audited. Yeah, yep, they're coming for you. Um, Might have to but edit I guess, that out. <laughs> remember the timestamp. Yeah. Um, as far as uh, closing thoughts between. Cartoons and anime, I'll kind of get back to the cartoons, was, for me, they were things that just kind of, like you mentioned, they were background noise. A lot of them was. I didn't really start getting more into the story-based, like more along the lines of uh, movies, you know, as far as that kind of aspect goes. I didn't start getting into that until I was much older, because when I was young, I was too busy playing video games. And the cartoons and stuff, like you said, they were on during Saturday morning, you know, eating that big old bowl of cereal. You know, mine was Berry Berry Kicks and Reese's Puffs. Still the best cereal to this day. And Yep, my train left the station again. I'll say, and what? And what but <laughs> Uh, I gotta stop doing that. You, you were all about that cereal. You forgot exactly what you was talking about. You like thinking about Berry Berry Kicks. He's like, man, uh, that Reese's Puffs though, <laughs> and the Reese's Puffs. Um, but so, like, like Bud was saying or trying to say, yeah, I don't know where I was. The going. thing about the thing about cartoons was it it, it encapsulates at least the cartoons we we're talking about encapsulates a time period where uh, we were so young that. A lot of it wasn't necessarily story driven, but it was like slapstick comedy and that sort of style, which worked perfectly for us being young kids because that's the sort of short attention span theater we needed, especially at that time period. And uh, nothing beats sitting in front of the TV, uh, sitting not at the table, but sitting on the couch with your bowl on the on the table, you know, the 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 dining or not the dining table, the uh, coffee table eating your bowl of cereal, watching TV all alone. There's nothing that beats that as a kid. There's nothing that beats that to this day. Mm -hmm. uh, I love getting up in the mornings before everybody else gets up. I'm sitting there, eat. well, I don't really eat bowl of cereal that much, but every now and again, eating a bowl of cereal and just like, ah, wonderful sometimes. Because I'm still an early riser like I was then, so it kind of worked out perfectly with cartoons. Um, but then anime was like, a, um, especially Dragon Ball Z, right? For me, was a was like a teenage version of all the cartoons we enjoyed, except it had a storyline that it tried to follow. Um, and it kind of gave you something else to kind of work with. And at that time, a lot of the, the 
like cartoons were starting to age with that, you know, because that's when like Rocket Power, uh, Hey Arnold, which still had like an overarching story, even though it was still trying to talk about one particular story. Speaking of which, I, we didn't mention this, but um, like Scooby Doo was not on that list, and I didn't think about it until just now. But they made a, a TV show that came out recently in like the mid late 2000s. It's called uh, Scooby Doo Mystery Incorporated. And they tried to make it where it was uh, it was storyline driven, and uh, I thought it was a good show, but it didn't last very long, I don't think. But it was still pretty good. Uh, Scooby Doo is a good show. That was one of those where it's like you just theme song, man. This is all about the daggone theme song. It's yep. such a good theme song, right? More than anything, it was just like something to keep you busy, and that was kind of you know. Unfortunately, we grew up in a time period where the TV was was a was like an extra parent for most of us. Um, and uh, kept us busy, kept us out of trouble. For cartoons, a lot of that was just to keep us engaged and entertained. And that's where, like, obviously later in life, in terms of, like, teenage years, well, right before teenage years, that's where, like, Dragon Ball Z and stuff like that started to come into play because it definitely kept us in, like, kind of in line more than anything, at least for me. Um, And then eventually, you know, it, it helped build relationships and friendships that I didn't have before, so can't really beat that either right i guess <laughs> i'm well, an introvert why are you asking me about friendships and relationships well i mean these that's where you and you said uh was it mikhail or hans which one did you say hans. you guys talked so i mean did that friendship not like bud more bud <laughs> bud out of that <laughs> quit trying to be punny yeah that was pretty punny um but like I you mean, know you're I'd say yes and no, because, I mean, we were friends prior to that, and we were friends after than that. That wasn't, like, the glue that held our friendship together. No, no, no. But I, know where where I know where you're going strength. with it, yeah. You know, because, I mean, not to say that y'all wouldn't have been friends with or without it, but it may have helped that process, you know? Oh, yeah, I mean, it's like no different than... Like, destiny for us, right? Yeah, destiny, yeah. Whereas we were friends before, we were friends after, but destiny helped us become better friends. Yeah, like, um, would we be making a podcast today if it weren't for Destiny? Probably not. Yeah, pro- probably not. Uh, so it's just one of those, you know, a lot of it is the social aspect still matters. Um, like you said, being able to go to school the next day and talk to your friends about it. Like, that was, obviously, that was wrestling for me. Like, being able to talk to my bro- wrestling. Uh, brother. My brother was like, he was like my best friend. He still is more or less my best friend, you know, and in, uh, he, I loved him and hated him every single day. It, <laughs> and uh, so we talked about wrestling all the time. So for me, it was like cartoons never really got to that level. And I'm sure we'll we'll cover wrestling and just kind of talk about it. And that'll be me running my mouth a lot more than Bud. Um, yeah. Until you mentioned Stone Cold, then I'll chime yeah. in. <laughs> Until we get to that fancy era. Uh, we'll get past all the other eras. Uh, but yeah, I just... You know, without you know, with me being so close with my brother, I think that made a big difference for me. Uh, like we would talk about Dragon Ball Z, and we'd talk about like how we're we gonna, what are we going to do? Like who's gonna win? How how are they gonna get out of this predicament? You know, and that was probably the same sort of stuff you were doing with Hans, and it's just that's part of it. And uh, those sort of relationships and those sort of opportunities and things that kind of grew out of that. You know, um, you can never short changed i guess the value of cartoons especially for us as kids and then leading into 
Dragon Ball Z and, and anime in general and kind of what they do as well. But yeah, that, in closing, I would just say that we grew up in a hell of a time, man. Can't really, can't, I, I, I guess you can't really put that into words, right? No, I mean, you do closing statements so much better than I do. I know that. Well, with that, Bud giving me a compliment, I think that'll be the end of this show. I'll oh, end it on a right high there. note. Yeah, we're going to let it end on a high note. I'm not going to drag on any longer. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Thank you guys for listening. Hopefully, I'm sure Bud's going to thank you in our pre-made exit, but I'm still going to thank everybody here. Um, Things are going great. Surprisingly well in a lot of cases, even though we're recording a couple weeks in advance. Um, We really appreciate the support. Hopefully, this continues to grow. I'm sure Bud would love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to get Bud to stop editing as much. Maybe we can get caught up, take a couple weeks off. That'd be great. Uh, yes, sir. And then we can get to a position where there's a lot of things coming down the pipeline that hopefully all work out. We don't know, you know. Uh, but we have a lot of things in the works. Uh, a lot of this is trying to be less uh, formatted and a little more free balling. We tend to do better that way. We're going to continue to move forward with this and hopefully y'all continue to listen. We have all the socials in the closing, you know, in the closer. And uh just just shout out at us. Uh if there's any things you think that you could that we could do better. I don't think Bud, have you put the uh the Discord channel in the in the exit yet? Um, I have it on our profiles. Kinda hard to okay. put that in the closer because it's just like yeah. Discord.g5qr4 yeah. red dog eight. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Discord's a little goofy. Uh, well, for good reason. So, Discord will be the easiest place to... I mean, you can still do it on Twitter, but uh, we both enjoy Discord more in terms of a social platform and a, and a position to talk to people. Uh, it's a little more personal, a little more, um, like, Easier engaging. access for us. Yeah. Yeah, I tried Twitter. I don't really like it. Doesn't mean I won't post there when needed, but... It, mo- our main source of, of communication will certainly be on uh, on Discord. Uh, it's in the link. I think it's in the description on on all the podcasts as well. So uh, just copy and paste, man. It's your friend. If you have an issue and you want to send me a message on Discord, mine is deliberate speed hashtag five six one seven, and I will respond to you and get you invited if you need help getting into Discord. For those that are not familiar with it. Yep. And just to follow up on that, mine is Mushroomhead21. The number is 8671. So for that, I say goodbye and thank you. If you made it this far, we appreciate you for listening. Once again, thanks for all the support. If you want to get in touch with us, you can follow us at our socials. Twitter would be Chris and Bud Show One. Chris's personal Twitter would be at Deliberate88. My personal Twitter would be at BudB88, and we also just launched a Discord that's free for the public to join. You can find the Discord link through our Twitter in the show. Once again, thanks for listening, and we hope you all have a good day, and we'll see you next week. (laughs) 